0: and welcome to the permanent po- oh fuck what episode number is this kinross usually knows uh, um,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> uh, maybe if i st- sit here and channel kinross's energy the episode number it will get to me
2: I'm in a podcast. Uh, episode uh, 33
0: uh, ah uh, see were you channeling his energy is
2: that is... I, 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 don't, I don't know yeah, it's thirty three.
0: Episode thirty three. Welcome to episode thirty three, everybody. The ep- You know what you you know what you could do if you reverse the f- if you reverse the first three and thirty three, it makes an E. Um, oh my but- god! <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to be. Uh,
0: in this episode, well, if you haven't already known, uh, Kinross is not here currently. His internet has um, been taken out back and uh, been dealt with um, <laughs> the hard way. And, yeah, that's um, one way to put it. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about uh, what we saw at E3, as well as what we've also been playing. It's still a normal episode, but um, there's there's been an event that we haven't covered mm-hmm. at all, really, um, on this channel. Uh, uh,
2: it makes uh, a difference from the last couple of years where we've done like I don't know ten live streams each time yeah. and wanted to die afterwards
0: and because I, it was so. Bad. I didn't. I didn't take part last year, and even I wanted to die, just knowing you guys wanted to die. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> we're all on a shared that, soul.
2: It wasn't as bad last year, because we only did the big three. We didn't do, like, the first year that we did it was bad, because we did every press conference apart from the PC gaming show. Yeah. Um, And it just, it fucking sucked. Like, so bad, it really wasn't good. Because there was Square Enix that year as well, and their press conferences are notoriously boring, so...
0: That, and there's, like a, a, there's a lot of redundancy usually, too, between them, like... Like, oh I saw this game here and I'm seeing that game again here, or you know, it's like okay, mm. there's no point. There's nothing to react to here. But um, this year I think it might have actually been um like if if we were doing live streams for like Ubisoft, I think that it might have been like okay. I think it would have been funny mm. if we set up to do a live stream for Bethesda and <laughs> like, Oh god <laughs> Alright, here we go. Like It
2: happened at fucking five AM for me, like
0: Yeah, that's starting the water. I don't
2: understand how it was at five AM this year, but Previously, it's been at like three AM, which was a bit more manageable. But... Yeah,
0: this this we'll get into them. We're, we're going to go down the list in chronological order. Um, and uh, for anyone listening, we're not we're not going to dissect them like d- um, like s- super analyze them, but we'll we'll go through them. And, and if there's anything that stuck out to either one of us, we will uh, we will bring it up. So the first one was Electronic mm-hmm. Arts, EA. Uh, for those of you <coughs> guys who never knew what EA meant. <laughs>
2: um okay so for me this one was better than previous years yeah uh but still not good
0: <laughs> yeah uh i I think it could have been better if they were allowed to show anthem at their conference um like they they spend a lot of time on star wars and i think a way out looks really great um and it, as a football fan i'm interested in the madden story mode but like just showing the name for Anthem, and then oh, you'll you'll be able to watch it tomorrow. It's like oh, that's kind of a gasser. That's kind of a bummer.
2: Yeah, especially when they were like oh, BioWare. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't
0: expecting the IP to even be shown this year. Um, because I know there was like a headline not long ago that was like oh, BioWare's new IP is is like f- far off. It's been kind of delayed. And I'm like oh well, I guess we're not seeing that at E3 this year. But no, we actually saw gameplay.
2: I was kind of surprised um, because I thought you know they've obviously been working on Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, so. I
0: I didn't expect them to show up at all after cause Andromeda is such a shit show, and they've and they, as far as I know they never like showed Andromeda at E3 any gameplay ever. They showed it at like little events or PSX or like the PS4 Pro thing, but they've never actually showed. It was always like, where's hey, what we're working on? And there was like always fancy Yeah, like screenshots. And, and yeah, that. and then guys sitting at their computer. And now that I've played the game, I can kind of maybe infer that those <laughs> videos of those people at their computers were them doing nothing. They were probably just on Google. Like, they probably weren't actually doing anything. <laughs> uh, just on the
2: Mass Effect Reddit. Like, what should we do? <laughs>
0: how do I make this game? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, can we talk about Anthem now rather than... Yeah,
0: uh, it's it's EA's announcement, yeah, Microsoft just held it, so yeah, we can talk about Anthem.
2: I was super excited at first because I was like, you know what, I've never gotten into a Bioware thing because every time I've thought about it, there's like multiple games for me to play, don't really have the time to play three Mass Effect mm-hmm. games or whatever. Same with Dragon Age, so it's like maybe this is something i could get into and then it looks like kind of like destiny a bit so i'm probably not
0: gonna, not gonna yeah, buy it it's it's totally not one of their traditional um rpgs which i think as much as i love the destiny formula i i i think anthem looks great and i'm gonna play it because it does <laughs> look cool but um it's it's a little disappointing that the next big thing from Casey Hudson's team, which is the main Mass Effect creators. This is, like, the A-team. This is, like, the guys who, when you think of a Bioware game, these are the ones... Unless you're thinking of Mass Effect 3's ending, but personally, I didn't mind it. Um, Mm. But when you're thinking of these guys, you're thinking of, like, this is Bioware. These are the guys who who know what they're doing, and it's, like, a direct competitor to, like, Destiny, and it's kind of like, oh, man, I kind of wanted to see them work with a new IP with what they've learned from... Unless like what we've seen is only kind of that like oh multiplayer t- I mean as far as I know the whole thing's multiplayer it's a big open world type shared prog- like progressive world multiplayer thing um mm-hmm. unless there's stuff to it that like it, we haven't seen yet that has that side to it that is a single player rpg i don't know though i i feel like no it won't but yeah I was I'm I just kinda, like
2: RPGs. I just want to play an RPG
1: <laughs> I'm kind of with
0: you on there I'm, I' because like I kind of don't and maybe this sounds people will be like oh we'll just I kind of don't need another destiny i I got it like I I got one um like I'm good uh unless they do something like totally 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 different and um, the the area that I'm thinking that's gonna be lo- totally different is like they mentioned how it's going to have more of a open world system and opposed to like, oh, like in Destiny I'm picking a planet or I'm picking an area and I'm teleporting to it and then I'm instanced in there um and it's more lobby based whereas it seems like Anthem is more like you're in this hub world, you exit the hub world and there's this giant map and there's players all around it doing things and missions and stuff like mm-hmm. that so that might be where it differs from Destiny but I kind of don't need another, I, I, I got another Destiny with a Division and it ended up not being as good, so yeah. don't know
2: i don't know i think it looked really pretty yeah pretty. oh it looked
0: gorgeous and the traversal's nice like the movement like flying around like iron man that's pretty yeah pretty fun
2: but i'm this is probably gonna be a no for me sorry
0: <laughs> there's uh, i'm probably gonna end up buying it see i i've noticed something i'm like really easy to market to um even if i <laughs> <laughs> even if i think something looks not good if they, if they market it to me well in some way, I'm going to end up buying the goddamn thing day one. So I'll probably end up being in there on day one playing Anthem. Um, and then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll talk about it on the show for three hours like Destiny. Um... You, you and Kinross will probably both <laughs> play it, so I'm just going to sit out for that
2: one. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, the standout in EA's whole press conference, which was the only thing I was kind of interested in, was A Way Out.
0: Mm, it looks fantastic.
2: I'm surprised that they've made a co-op-only game.
0: Yeah, it Wait. takes some gonads to do that. I mean, because we both saw on Twitter people worried about that. Like, oh, what do I do if I'm alone? Like, you know, why can't I play? Well, you just can't play it. I mean, you know, that's <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it sucks, but that's the game. And I, I think yeah, that's Yeah, if, if
2: cool. like, the experience is supposed to be you're doing this with a friend, yeah. Or with another person then it makes sense and i don't know i'm just i'm looking forward to it i've already asked people if they'd want to play it with me when it comes out so i guess i'll have to get origin installed one day yeah. <laughs> uh, can't wait
0: i think what i'm like looking forward to most about it is when i was watching it um it's like it's a co-op game and it's made with that in mind. So I feel like because a lot of, co- a lot of games have really great co-op, but a lot of them like can obviously be played on your own or with AI or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Like this looks like they, like this game would not exist. Like we said, without co-op. And to me that has some like, um, uh, what, what am I looking for here? Like that says a lot about how it's going to play. I think like they, yeah. A lot of effort goes into the co-op for this game. It seems like so. I'm I'm looking forward to playing that because a lot of co-op games, like even like Borderlands or like games I'll play with my friends or whatever, and it's like I don't need you guys here. Like I, 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 <laughs> I could do this I, I don't need you. You just take my loot. I don't need you guys. Um, whereas with like a way out, like you, what's really cool about it, the thing that was neat to me is that the game's always split screen um like always mm. even if you're playing online so you can kind of always get that perspective of the two because like sometimes one character will be in a cut scene but like the other character will be there and you can kind of walk around while your friend is in that cut scene and you can kind of see it from the two different perspectives um and it just it just looks really cool i'm i'm really interested in playing that i'll probably play it with my dad because the last co-op game i played with my dad was resident evil 5 and i, had, I didn't really Jeez. like that game but i had fun in that game just because i was playing with my dad um
1: yeah, that's
2: the thing. I don't think there's a lot of like couch co-op games that are like co-op and not yeah PvP in a way.
0: Exactly. You, that know, or, if you know what I mean? Or like a, that, or like an arcade game, like Overcooked or something. Like nothing that like mm. is a full experience that takes me through a story that I could sit there, sit down on the couch with like my dad and like play through a way out and like we play through a story and like whoa, like that's really cool. Um,
2: I'm down for it. I'm definitely. super down for this game i can't wait to see more about it definitely Although, hopefully they don't square Enix it and just show us the entire game before it comes out i'm not better what about you
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah the those final fantasy dlc trailers are, are i wonder if they put so much into those trailers cuz the dlc's are shorter like i don't understand what those what those I, why I they do that i don't know
2: i don't think you ha- like for a 2 hour dlc i don't think you need a 2 minute trailer
0: I was actually um. I was actually reading about it. Um it's I was cuz I I like to read about like you know what people think about spoilers and spoiler culture and all that stuff and apparently like Japan's really liberal with spoilers. Like even in their like trailers for longer games, like they just kind of don't give a shit. Like if if you watch like the Final Fantasy 12 remaster trailers, I don't, I don't I don't know because I don't like know anything about that game, but like if I read mm. the comments in the trailer or like you know anything in like on Gaff or Reddit the comments are filled with like, they just like spoiled so many plot points in the game in these trailers. And it's like, I just feel like they don't give a shit over there. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, ah, fuck it. We don't care. The they, game's they did cool it in the
2: Xenoblade, the Xenoblade Chronicles X trailer. <laughs> they, they put in like the biggest <laughs> fucking spoiler. And I was like, why is this in the trailer? I've not even yeah. finished the game and I can tell that's a massive spoiler. So I don't understand. I don't get it. They
0: spoiled some um, persona in the, the one Accolades trailer. They spoiled some... <laughs> they spoiled some... Bit. I don't even know why. I, I, I think I just mostly watched it because... Like, I watched it because I, I like see. I like Accolade's trailers for games I like. Like, I think they're usually cut pretty well. And, like, it shows off the good reviews. And it usually has some bouncing music. And with Persona, I'm like, oh, cool. I'll check that out. And I watched it. I'm like, I regret checking that out. Because I'm only 30 hours into the game. And now I know they go here and there. I'm like, fuck you. What the, yeah. what the hell, Japan? Um,
2: I, I started watching... This is a tangent before we get on to the next one. Yeah. But, um... I started watching the episode Prompto trailer. Have you seen it yet, by the way? Yeah,
0: yeah, I watched it. I, um, I... It got
2: to the point where a character shows up and goes, Welcome, Prompto. I am your biological father. And <laughs> I was like, fuck off! <laughs>
0: fuck off!
1: Yeah. I was like, oh, well...
2: <laughs> that made me so mad, I just turned it off and was like, I'm unfollowing this Twitter it account gets a, I hate it.
0: That's a good moment that, like... um like we know we we obviously know he has one, but yeah, like in the DLC is like, what is the DLC gonna contain? Like that's exciting to think about. And then you just oh, I know everything that happens now. Like Yeah. Even like the exciting set pieces where like you're riding a snowmobile and stuff, like that'd be kinda cool if I didn't know these things were gonna happen. Like as And cause... the
2: thing that pisses me off the most is everyone's like, I'm gonna cry so much during episode prompter. this trailer is amazing and I'm like, Fuck off. <laughs>
0: I'm why so are, mad about it. Why aren't you crying now? You just saw it already. Yeah, like uh... I was crying, but for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> they just spoiled
2: yeah. the DLC I've been waiting for for seven months.
0: <laughs> a bunch of efforts Um, I guess I guess that same philosophy goes into and now I always defend it because, like, now tr- now this trailer situation is different. But uh, this speaking on Japan and and their like liberalness with spoilers. Um, I, I usually defend the anime OP just because, like, I don't know what's going on in that thing. Like, I don't even pay attention to the visuals half the time. But they put a lot of spoilers in those, too. Like, if it's a manga adaptation, or even not a, a manga adaptation, just a normal anime, they'll, like, put, like, the main, like, They'll like show, oh, this good character totally turns evil because in the OP, it shows him mm-hmm. standing there next to the good guy and then he turns around and like there's a weird camera pan and he goes, and it's like, oh, well, spoiled that one. Spoiled this. You spoiled that enemy's in there. You spoiled this, this, this. Like, wow, anime. Spoilers. God.
2: The uh, second OP for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure spoiled so much and I was like, oh, that character died. What a shocker. <laughs>
1: what
0: the fuck? <laughs> Maybe I just maybe i was just born in the wrong country because i'm like i'm really big ba- i'm a big baby when it co- i'm a i'm a spoiler baby big time i cry a lot yeah for spoilers i i considering
2: i got mad over a fucking trailer to the point where <laughs> i was like fuck you square enix i don't know <laughs> like, i
0: feel like i could be annoying with with spoilers so like I, maybe i'm I just, the same though like, I, need to be Japanese. I
2: hate it they, like they showed off 20 minutes of life is strange before the storm and i'm like why why <laughs> why yeah, why it's... would you do that
0: they're story heavy games I, like like even the amount that they're showing with detroit become human it's like all right could you just release that fucking game before you show the whole goddamn thing at e3 <laughs> like holy <laughs> christ say, uh, uh,
2: they did the same thing with no more heroes 2 as well because i was like super excited when that game was coming out I just really, really wanted to play it, so I was watching all the trailers as they came out, and I realized when I'd finished the game, when it actually came out here, I've seen all the bosses in, <laughs> fucking, in fucking trailers. like Literally every single one has been in a trailer of a description, and it sucked.
0: I've been kind of spoiled on near, and th- the one thing that has loads of spoilers in it, now again, I, I-, I figured as much... But the intro video in Yakuza 0, the thing that plays when you put the disc in, like, every time you boot it up, like, it's fancy little OP. Mm. There are so many... Now, I I didn't know the context of any of them, but after I beat the game and I watched that video again, I'm like, holy shit. They literally show a scene from the very last mission, and, like, it's like, why? Why did you do this? (laughs) There's 60 hours of game you could have put in that opening, and you had to put, like, some of the biggest plot points Did they ever. just put
2: in the stuff that looks the coolest to I make it seem I... like the game's really cool but i don't know why you do that on the disc when you've already yeah. sold the game i, I, <laughs> I don't
0: get, know you already got me buddy i don't i don't need that <laughs> you marketing um yeah it seems like that seems to be the case with trailers in general nowadays i assume because a lot of people complain about movie trailers spoiling the movies for them as well um
2: i don't, I don't... I don't know if we've just become more sensitive to spoilers or whatever, but it just makes me fucking angry and <laughs> really sad.
0: So on the topic of movies, um there's uh they showed Star Wars Battlefront two. Uh, uh, yeah. which I'm I'm this is my last besides Need for Speed, which looks fun, looks like Need for Speed, you're bouncing cars off the highway. Um I'm excited to play it. But uh the last thing I really care about at EA was the amount they showed at Battlefront Two, which I liked Battlefront one. Um, it's just missing a lot of stuff to do and, and, you know, they, they took a lot of shit for releasing the game in that state and then also selling a $50 season pass. So they're kind of rectifying a lot of that with Battlefront 2 by launching with a lot of stuff, uh, across all eras of Star Wars and also all the DLC is free, which is the way that I want. FPS games to go nowadays. I'm sick and tired mm. of map packs. I love Battlefield 1. I love playing with my friends, but every time I boot it up I am reminded of the fact that I am like $50 behind in content, and it drives me nuts, and I, it makes me mad that they released Battlefield 1 before EA decided to move into the Overwatch model of DLC um, because mm. I think if Battlefield 1 came out this year, there would be no map packs because um, they see how well it works for Titanfall, they see how well it works for Overwatch, they see how well it works for Rainbow Six. Um, See,
2: they gave a lot of like a lot of people gave Splatoon a bunch of shit for releasing maps slowly a, over time.
0: That was a great model, um,
2: and I don't understand why because the player base was never like cut off into yep. two different sections. Like, I don't, I don't get
0: it. It's a really important philosophy for <laughs> FPS games, and I don't actually understand why it's taken them this long like a lot of the big publishers this long to kind of catch on to that because it's always been kind of a thing with pc shooters where they don't segment the community up into people who have the dlc and people who don't have the dlc or people who have one dlc and don't have the other dlc and it's always been a mess with like call of duty and halo where like, you like you buy these maps and for the first month they have a special playlist just for these people just for these maps so you can finally play them and then <laughs> those playlists go away and then you play regular matchmaking and then you realize nobody bought these fucking maps because you're never getting them in regular matchmaking. So it just, it's just a waste. So knowing that Battlefront 2, all that stuff will be free. There will be loot boxes. That is confirmed. And I'll take it. I
2: got I got probably a little bit too excited when Darth Maul was <laughs> sure enough. Like, I am a heathen and I really like the prequel episodes. Hey. So, like, I grew up watching... Star Wars 1, 2, and 3 rather than 4, 5, and 6. So there's a soft spot in me for episode 1 in particular. And uh, I was really excited that Darth Maul was in it.
0: Made me a little of, bit uh, interested. I have lots of family members who love the, the prequels. I haven't seen the prequels, which is... Um, you haven't seen
2: the prequels?
0: I only just watched Star Wars uh, two years ago. Uh, when Before Force Awakens come out. My entire life, I had never watched a Star Wars movie. And I'm like, maybe I should just get into this because I feel like I'd like it um and i do like it very much but i haven't seen the prequels yet um but i want to watch some i watched the original trilogy with my friends and i want to watch the prequels by myself um because i don't know what they think everyone the will just be giving them shit That's yeah the, like, this is so wars. i want to watch them by myself and maybe they aren't the greatest but i i i don't know my cousin who i trust says they're like like they're whatever but like they're still fun star wars movies i'm like oh um i'm down <clears> i my standards aren't that high for movies in general Like I watch a lot of shit movies, and a lot of shit movies <laughs> are, my, are my favorite movies, so I don't I don't really care. <laughs>
2: You'll probably fucking love the prequels then. They're pretty bad, but
0: I'm, uh, I've seen bits like and them. pieces, like the, the sand line that Anakin says to, uh, Keira Knightley's <laughs> character. I, I've i seen Keira clips. Knightley? Yeah. Which you mean
2: Natalie Portman.
0: Natalie Portman! Fuck! <laughs> I, I feel like I get those two confused more regularly than I should. <laughs> they like, don't look <laughs> that similar do No, I don't think they do. Uh... But yeah, so I'm excited for it, because the, the visual, Battlefront 2 looks beautiful. I assume that location that they showed off is from one of the prequels, the city they were in, and it just looks so nice. And um... Can I, can
1: I, can,
2: can we talk about, oh god, what's his name, the YouTuber that was presenting? Oh! <laughs>
0: uh, Jesse? I don't know his full name. Uh... I
2: don't know. But oh, wait. he just looked...
0: Was it the the Need for Speed guy? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, think it yeah, yeah. was Need for Speed. I yeah. just
2: remembered him because they had like a bunch of YouTubers playing Star Wars, so <laughs> I don't
1: know. Hey,
0: but... I'm here to talk about Need for Speed. I'm a YouTube <laughs> creator and I um let's bring on my homie here to tell you about the game. I felt Why? awful. <laughs> I felt awful for that guy. Like,
2: I know, I feel really bad for him. won't well, like. In one hand, I feel really bad for him because that was dreadful and he clearly didn't want to be there. Yeah. But on the same page, I'm pretty sure he must have got paid quite a bit of money to be probably. there.
0: Probably. And I actually looked up his subs. He has like 10 million subscribers or whatever, so I kind of don't feel 100% <laughs> bad. But he's still, a hu- he's still a human and it was probably like his first time ever presenting something like that and... Um, I don't know if it was a teleprompter issue or like a script issue or if it just wasn't a lot of rehearsal. But watching that live, I was like, "Man, there's so many people watching this, and now he's a fucking meme." I feel so bad for this guy. <laughs> but it was so bad. What the hell? Like, what's the point? Of Every year, that guy there's on? like a
2: YouTuber, and I'm like, please stop. <laughs>
0: I don't even know what he has to do with Need for Speed. Why even bring that guy on? He was the Nothing. only like guest presenter in the whole conference. Like, why was he even there? I don't. Besides, besides the Battlefront stuff, they but like he was the only guy who presented a game in the main show. Like, who wasn't a member of EA? And like, why him? Like, what the fuck? Maybe they think he appeals to the fast racers. I don't know. I don't know what that means. But <laughs>
2: maybe he's got a car that's like <laughs> it goes fast, and that's what he like makes videos about. I don't know.
0: All right, so Microsoft. Um, I
2: was kind of surprised by how much stuff I was interested in. Same. In this.
0: And um, the uh, exciting part is <coughs> that a lot of stuff they showed. Um, Microsoft. I just want to preface before we talk about any of these games. Microsoft was very tricky, very snaky with their use of the word exclusive. Um, they have they have their console exclusives and like their platform, like PC slash. X-Bone yeah. exclusives. But they had a lot of launch exclusives shown in this conference. And a lot of those games, like Black Desert or Player Unknown Battlegrounds, um, all of all of those games are also coming to PS4. Um which is
2: happens every year though. And yeah. Like, super and and it was it.
0: it was smart. It was a smart uh, thing to do because I mean even in general even without that even though they are even though some of these are coming to PS4 the Xbox's lineup is pretty fucking good I I think um
2: I am so excited for Metro
0: yes that that, that this was one of those years where it was like oh man the, you know I usually don't get that hype from Microsoft because they show off their franchises Gears Halo Forza and like you know they they did do that for the most part they should have minus the Halo and Gears. But a lot of the games I like so minus all of them (laughs) besides Forza, um, I I, I'm excited because like a lot of these games I will get to play in some fashion, and they showed a lot of really good multi-platform stuff like Anthem and Metro and and um, it looks good.
2: I will say, I'm not like super happy with them being Xbox and Windows 10 exclusive because I don't want Windows 10. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to stick with Windows Seven, pretty bad. And
0: it'd be nice to buy some of these on. Steam. I want to
2: talk about this while I remember it. Why the fuck is Age of Empires HD or whatever it is Windows Ten exclusive? It's a twenty-year-old game. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it Windows Ten exclusive? Anyway,
0: that's that's kind of a strange like, thing, like where like the OS is like a platform um, to some of these games. Like, I don't just... I don't quite get it. It fucking
2: sucks, and I don't like it. <laughs> I just, I want to play my games on Windows 7, but I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to do that for, because...
0: Yeah. I don't know. Phil Spencer's, Phil Spencer's snuffing it out. He's
2: That being said, uh, Metro is just Windows, not Windows 10. Oh, so... cool. And it gives me enough time, because I don't think it comes out until next year, it gives me enough time to go Mm -hmm. back and replay Metro 2033, because I haven't played that in years, and I've never played Metro Last Light, so I will probably go back and do that, because
1: Metro is a
0: super interesting game. I own them, I've never played them. I watched my dad play the first one, a lot of the first one, actually, Um, and it looks really fun, and... I need to get in there and, and just swallow my fears and play it, because it looks yeah, at, like it looks that, a really cool shooter.
2: It's like that one franchise that I like, but I don't really have an explanation as to why, because it fits into a lot of brackets that I don't usually play, if you know what I mean? So I've never yeah. been like super into first-person shooters, basically. Um, but this one's a post-apocalyptic one, so I was like, that's really cheap, I'll pick that up, and just absolutely love the first game, so I'm excited.
0: We got um, a reannouncement of Crackdown three at this conference with Terry Crews. How
2: much did you laugh when Terry Crews showed AKA up in that trailer?
0: Doomfist. Um, because
2: I... he was doing this. If you don't know, he was doing this thing where he had like Overwatch on his PC in the background, going, "I'm gonna be at E3." Y'all know what that means. And everyone was like,
1: "Doomfist!" <laughs> oh my god. Man, <laughs> and <it's>
0: if <laughs> If they if they announced Doomfist at the Microsoft conference, that <laughs> that would have been the funniest thing ever. I think a lot of if you look at the Twitch chat during that, uh, a lot of people spammed Doomfist uh, in the chat. <laughs> also, there's let no me know, way that
2: he can't be Doomfist now.
0: Let me know if I sound weird or if we get a delay at all. Um, uh, I think my internet's starting to kind of like poop poop it. No. Um, no.
2: I can't be the only one with but good like, internet. But I'm like, the
0: cursed one. It's not a hundred percent terrible. I assume there's not that bad, big of a delay because you answered me uh, like right away there. Um, so I think we're I think we're good. Um, okay. But uh. But yeah, Crackdown three. I don't really have much to say on Crackdown three aside from the Terry Crews announcement. Um, I like the first game. I Believe it's fucking happening. <laughs> but yeah, it's finally coming out. That's like, <laughs> this has been like the Duke Nukem forever. Um, yeah. So. I hope it's good. I hope it's good. I hope all these games are good. I don't really wish ill will on anybody. Um, oh, you know, the most <laughs> obvious fucking thing was this was the Scorpio. Um, oh, that, shit. Uh... <laughs> 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 they, oh, yeah. They, they, kicked their, they kicked their conference off with the Xbox One X. Um,
2: this is going to be like the new 3DS XL thing where... Yeah. It's just, they're just going to add different letters onto it and see what happens.
0: I, that's um, a pretty bad name. I I think, mm-hmm. um, because I was thinking, I was listening to him say it and then I'm like, man, if you have a lisp and you're trying to buy one of those two consoles, you're going to be able to buy it. But like <laughs> just the conversation, like I, I I'm not going to, I'm not going to make fun of lisps on the show. I'm not going to make a lisp, but like they know what I'm talking about. Um, like trying to say an X, or an S even? Yeah. I dumb name. It it looks dumb too. I I don't know. I don't. Does it stand for extreme? I don't quite get the X. What does the X mean?
1: Extreme.
0: Like that's that's all I can think about with it. Extreme. Like like pro. I, I don't think the PS4 Pro is a great name by any means. But like like I know what it means. Like a, you know you know. Yeah. Like, like the Xbox One X. Like pretty. Yeah, it's just pretty gonna
2: energy. be the Konami guy for me now.
0: <laughs> um so yeah this this thing is there this thing is their mid-gen refresh kind of like the pro is it's there to push 4k and um mm-hmm. make your games look better and potentially play better with better frame rates i'm not sure if because these consoles the thing with these mid-gen refresh consoles is they still kind of have the same processor so any game that's held back like by the cpu of these current gen consoles which is a lot of games is it's why we can't get a lot of 60 FPS games is like the CPUs they put in these boxes are pretty weak. So it's there. And I think we're going to see similar performance, I I think to the PS4 pro, Mm -hmm. but I think we'll be able to see, it is more powerful than the pro like considerably, but um, I don't know if it's powerful enough to dwarf it performance wise, but I think it, it can do native 4k whereas the pro is mostly doing checkerboard, which is kind of like a fake, Pseudo 4K, where it looks 4K, but they're doing some weird stuff in the background so that it doesn't have to actually render it, and I, all this stuff makes no sense to me right. um as it as a normal human being. But <laughs> um
2: yeah, I'm not really. I know 1080P, but I don't really. Yeah, I can't really I, tell the difference I between don't know 4K what's going and 1080P. On. So
0: uh, the the um, the reason I'm excited about it is because it makes the price of the Xbox One S go down so I'm...
2: yes that's what i am hoping for because there are games that i want to play on the xbox but not enough to spend full price on a console for it
0: yeah yeah and i think we, we even had that realization on twitter where um uh i believe it was you i think who mentioned like oh man i want to play some of these games but um i don't want to have to buy or spend 500 dollars. and it's like wait don't worry um, it's, don't still have the, to. It's, still, it's still the <laughs> same gen. Yeah. So, I mean, the way they, the way they presented the X, they made it seem like, yo, check out all these games for the X. And it's like, oh, okay. I can go buy an S and I'll play all these games. Um, mm. uh, yeah, there's,
2: it... there's so much that I'm looking forward <laughs> to, um, in the future. Cause it means I don't have, like, if I get an Xbox S one S, I don't know uh, if yeah. I get an Xbox of a description, uh, it means that I don't <laughs> have to upgrade to, um Windows ten. Which I really that's, don't want to do. Yeah.
0: That's my PC is is going down the tubes eventually. Um so like when it comes to like buying C of Thieves like, oh I don't have to buy an Xbox. I can buy a PC but like I don't know if my PC will like I, I just don't want to use it anymore. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'll spend if the price of the One S goes down like considerably, and I can get that for like two hundred dollars. It's like, yeah, okay, I'm in for the for the handful of Xbox games I want to play. Like, and there are some really like Sea of Thieves, for example, looks mm. fantastic. Uh, I want to play that with you guys. I would I would buy myself a One S just to play like Sea of Thieves and um, Cuphead. I mean, Cuphead I can run on my PC. There's no reason I can't. It's a fucking cartoon, but um.
2: I'm excited for uh, State of Decay 2. That's yes. not a new announcement, but I'm still super excited for it.
0: Every time I showed it, um, it continues to look good. The uh, the first game was great. So, yeah. I'm going to Yeah, I'm it was jank cough. as hell. It was <coughs> I'm good.
2: <coughs> it um, like it was really jank State of Decay 1, but this one looks a bit more polished. And uh, it is my survival game of choice. So.
0: And this one has co-op. Uh, whereas the yes, the first
2: this one is what I'm. Not. This is what I'm the most excited about. I'm not excited particularly about the prospect of one day having to uh, renew Xbox Live.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, do you think you'll? Do you need it for PC play? Do you know? I don't actually know.
2: Um, I know I they don't mentioned
0: think it. So I forget. I hope not. I think they mentioned um uh, during the Age of Empires presentation at the uh, PC gaming show where they were like. You could play Age of Empires HD online on Xbox Live or something like that, and like people in like the chat were like, "What? what the hell does that mean?" <clears throat> um, if I'm remembering correctly, cause it, it...
2: it's a 20 year old game, <laughs>
0: <laughs> they showed a new Ori, um, <clears throat> which looks fun. Uh, I liked the. I never beat the original Ori, but um, I never played it. Absolutely beautiful oh. game. I, I the reason I bring up it bring it up is because I love the way they presented it at the show. They brought that piano man out and they played a really good track from the soundtrack and announced the game that way, um, which was really nice.
2: Uh, um, my announcement of the show was "Life is Strange: Before the Storm,"
0: mm-hmm.
2: <coughs> which is a prequel episode to "Life is Strange." I will say, since you have not played "Life is Strange" yet, Bill, do not play this before you play "Life is yeah, Strange." Yeah,
0: na- na-
1: naturally. <laughs>
2: Um, even though it is a prequel, I think it's just going to give away too much about mm-hmm. the main game and what the story is, so just don't.
0: Yeah, I, I, um, own, the, I own the first one, so I'll, I'll jump into that at, at some point. Uh,
2: you should, because it's awesome. Um, and it's separate from Life is Strange 2, so they are still working on a separate Life is Strange game at Don't Nod. so there's lots of Life is Strange in the future and I'm excited about it because I really, really, really like Life is Strange, and I can't wait to play this in August.
0: Yeah, that was a, long, so. that was an unexpected announcement because I thought this was the like second one when they when they announced it at the show. I'm like, okay, here's the new Life is Strange. That was like announced like a few days, like a week ago, or whenever the hell they did it. Um, so so like that's really cool. That Life is Strange fans are getting two separate games. At, like, I as was a, fucking as a screaming.
2: I was like, Square Enix, oh my god, what is it? Oh my god, it's Life is Strange. What's happening? Oh my god! And then I saw like a character that I recognised and I was just going, it's Chloe! It's Chloe! <laughs> so I knew it was like a prequel awesome. thing because I think they've mentioned that uh, Life is Strange 2 is probably going to be separate from the main characters um, from the original Life is Strange and also she has blue ah. hair in the main game and she has brown hair in the in the prequel. Yeah. Interesting. I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. <laughs> I've never been so excited about a game that's been announced at an Xbox conference.
0: Is there anything else at Xbox that... Because um, other stuff that, for me, is stuff that like was either shown somewhere else or I-, I can talk about it during Ubi, like Assassin's Creed. like I'll bring that up during Ubisoft. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's about the same for me. Middle Earth. like I feel like we've talked about Middle Earth. It looks like more Middle Earth. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm going to yeah. play the first one soon. You... <clears throat> oh yeah, and I got it real cheap in the Steam sale. It's really fun. Yeah. I think you'll enjo- I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, so we'll move on to, to the best the conference conference of the show. Bethesda.
2: Ba- bad Bethesda. <sighs>
0: what the hell was this? Okay, so I... <sighs> all right.
2: Can we talk about how much Skyrim was
0: at this conf- like this the can whole e Can they just <laughs> stop with that game? Skyrim has become a meme. Like it, like a, every E3, they do something with Skyrim. Like I, we get it; it's really popular. I, I loved Skyrim. Like, I still love Skyrim. I'm excited.
2: I'm excited for Skyrim on the Switch. I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited to dress up Yo. as Link. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it looks nothing like Link, it's just, like, a blonde Bethesda character wearing Link's clothes.
0: Well, they showed that from behind. Oh my god. <laughs> One of the tweets was, like, it had a screenshot of that, and it said, like, please don't turn around, because, like, it's the ugliest <laughs> Link you'll ever see. Oh my god, it looks no, so like, funny.
2: I love Skyrim, but some of the <laughs> character models are just not very pretty. Oh my
0: god. Um...
2: I, they still haven't given a date for that and i'm
0: yeah it's interesting
2: they haven't spoken about it past the fact that
0: skyrim is Ami- coming
2: and it has amiibo compatibility
0: yeah, skyrim with amiibo supports the funniest thing i've ever said on this show um it just sounds so <laughs> funny like that's awesome i think it's really cool i think it's fun it's awesome that bethesda um jumped on with that and i'm like yeah fuck it we'll put amiibo support in this game why not it's funny like like it's really cool. It'd be funny if a lot of Amiibos worked with it. Like, 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 oh, you could dress so... up as Mario. That'd <laughs> be so funny. You put like a Tom Nook one in. You got a sweater on. Um,
2: no, you press. You put the Bowser on, and it spawns a dragon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and <when laughs> it's dra- got Bowser's face. Yeah. When, the, when the dragon spawns, you hear like that. oh, 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 oh from Mario sixty four.
2: That'd be fucking amazing.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so this um, co- this conference. Focused this on. This was so bad. A lot of stuff that's coming out this year, or stuff that's already come out this year, that like came out before the conference. And actually, I kind of wish um, Kinross was here because um, I had a conversation with him before E3 started, or <laughs> maybe it was like around Microsoft or Electronic Arts, and it was a conversation of like, oh, you know, I like E3. Oh, I don't like E3 because all we're seeing is a bunch of stuff that's not coming out for another year or two, and like in my mind if they only ever announced things that were coming out this year like we would have very short conferences all around like it's just you know a lot of stuff is a year out or whatever um and this Bethesda conference i i feel like they took on that philosophy of let's only show the things that we have that are coming out this year cuz it's exactly what they did and we got mm-hmm. a piss poor <clears throat> showing of of like that's it kind of deal um and i feel it like, felt
2: like- Not a lot of the games were new, like it was Doom VR, Fallout VR, Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind, which is already out as far as I know. Yeah,
0: that was an interesting piece of the conference, I don't know why I was even in there.
2: I don't know. Um, Then there was like an expansion for Elder Scrolls Legends, and then there was the Creation Club stuff, and then there was Skyrim for Switch, and all of those are games that are already out in some form or another, so that's six of the games. Yeah. They only showed like, what, four more?
0: Yeah, the 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 new announcements were the Dishonored DLC, which is DLC for an existing game, um, and then Evil Within 2, which we all knew was coming, and Wolfenstein 2, which was teased last year at E3. Um, Did they
2: not mention Quake?
0: Oh, Quake Champions, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, although that was announced last year. <laughs> that I, was I announced really, last year, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was just more of a revisit, like, hey, we're taking esports seriously. It's like, okay, no, <laughs> I don't care. Um like, I've but, uh, never
2: played the Evil Within One. I've never played Wolfenstein before. So, yeah. none of this was interesting to me. So,
0: like, those were the two biggest. I, like, I, I loved the first Wolfenstein. Um, so this was a, a cool trailer, but, like, it's kind of a bummer that it had to be placed in a conference that at that point I was already like, ah. I'm I'm tapped out. I'm tapped out. Like <laughs> Evil Within looks great. I think that trailer was one of my favorite trailers from E3. And did I you say
2: the trailer spoiled something from the Evil Within one though. Um,
0: there were some spoilers in there. Yeah. Um, I haven't played the first game. Watched my dad play a bit of the first game, and the implications in the trailer. And actually, if you go to YouTube and watch the E3 trailer, they cut out the beginning bit with the lady talking, almost as if like a oh shit, you know that did spoil some stuff. Um, <laughs> it, it just it just shows a bunch of vague imagery in the in the YouTube upload. So. Um, maybe they got a lot of complaints. I don't know. um, the stuff seems spoilery to me. It seems like she was describing things that happened in the first game, and I'm like,, ah, okay, well, thanks, I was gonna play the first game. I own the first game. um thanks, lady. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember anything she said anyway, so i am fine on that front, but uh, but yeah, um the revised trailer, I should say is one of my favorite trailers of the show. I think it's cool. I like the whole um I think the licensed song fits really well, but other than that, like the conference sucked like. Mm-hmm. bad. I
2: loved the theme that they had going on. It, though, was, awesome. it was like the theme park <clears throat> theme that they had going if, on it was really, if, really cool.
0: Yeah, if this was a full-length conference that like, like that was a really fun, they put a lot of effort, and apparently like the, their booth, like, or not their booth, but like their, they had a Bethesda land at E3 where you can go and there was like rides and like games and stuff to that's, play. That
2: that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, so like
0: they, they, they did a lot um, and a lot of people who went to E3, you know, like, had a lot of good things to say about, but there's, this overall showing because, like, that was included in, if you were there, that was included in attending. Like, you got to go to that park and stuff, um, and, uh, it's just us at home, all we got was the fucking, what, 30-something minute piece of crap that we got that, like, it, it would be different because there's a difference between, and we'll get to Nintendo, there's a difference between a 25-minute, 30-minute Nintendo presentation and that shows games, and like, new stuff, and then a 30-minute Bethesda presentation that shows us two new games, and then a bunch of shit that nobody wants to play or is already out. Like, who gives a mm. absolute crap about the Creation Club? Who saw that and went, that's great? Like, nobody. Not many people. <laughs> like, like, who gives a shit? Like, we already have I didn't have realize what
2: support. it was at first. Like, I was like, it's 5am. I think they're trying to charge me for mods again, but I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, so it's like they, I'm gonna
0: ignore it. <laughs> they went back to the drawing board and repackaged that crap. And... Then the, uh, the Elder Scrolls Online I don't hate the
2: idea of paid mods, though, I will say, because people put effort into mods yeah. and should get and some compensation if people want to give it.
0: The way that this is working is, like, the devs are in on it, and, like, like a, a lot of the stuff that will be up on Creation Club are made by uh, modders and developers alike, so it's like a, it's an interesting, and what's, what's nice about it in a way is that, like, there are some pros to it, it's like, you know, a lot of the stuff on Creation Club won't fuck up your save, or it won't. Like if you uninstall it or reinstall, like it won't ha- right. come with the same baggage that some mods come with. We're like, oh, I upload this super overhaul mod, and then it breaks my whole game. If I want to either start a new game or delete it or whatever, I got to reinstall the whole package, and it's just a whole mess. Um, this hmm. seems more carefully implemented, like more like safe mods. Only your business price tag on. Them. Um, that's
2: probably that's probably for the best. I I pay. If mods were easy and weren't going to yeah. pick up. I guess, I guess
0: we'll see how much they charge, too. Like, if, if they're charging <clears> a DLC <throat> price. like, Or if it's like, oh, some mods are $2. Or, you know, I, I can't imagine they're going too high on some of these. Or No, no
2: one's, no one's going to pay,
0: like, crazy amounts of yeah. for a mod. So. And then the ESO announcement bugged me. Because I'm playing ESO and I'm loving it. I'm loving Morrowind a lot. I'll talk about more about that later. But, like, th- when they bring up this expansion that's already out. Like, they're not doing themselves any favors because a lot of people see this game and immediately hate on it no matter what. And I think Mm -hmm. when people are already angry at this conference and you announce or carve out a piece of it to talk about something that just came out a month ago, like, you're making more mud for yourself in terms of how people are going to sling at this game. Like, it's, it's like a... It was bumming me out. Uh, and then they sl- stuck in two DLC announcements at the end of the trailer, which I didn't even see because I wasn't looking at the trailer at that point. So I was like, oh, it's Morrowind. I, I, I get it. You have lots of players, and it's great. Like I, I'm looking away. And then they announced two deals. Just make it the announcement of those two DLC packs. Announce your roadmap. I don't understand what the point of that was. No one believes you when you say you have 10 million players. No MMO has 10 million <laughs> players. Like You have 10 million sales, but 10 million people are not playing your game. Like It's just a lie. Like No one believes you. No one believes any MMO. Like a Final Fantasy 14, we have three million players. No, you don't. You don't. Like you just don't have it. And this like, no one believes you. Everybody in the comments never believes that. Stop using that as marketing. No one like no one.
2: Why is that like appealing anyway? Like oh, so I'm, I'm playing the really game. Really overcrowded. Yeah. <laughs>
0: are you telling me this game is good because ten million people are playing it? It's like a. I, I think it. What what it comes It all like goes back to the world of Warcraft days when they were able to legitimately tout that they had 12 million subscribers. And that was a legitimate number. Um, Cause Blizzard would release their subscriber numbers. Final fantasy does not release their subscriber numbers. ESO does not release their actual numbers. They release the sales and like whatever they registered accounts. Like when RuneScape, <laughs> we have 60 million players. Like I can see your concurrency numbers. You don't like uh, you're lying. Um, I think it's like, it's always like when people saw like, wow, that means wow is the best. And like, I feel like when people, people, a lot of MMO devs want to say that they have millions of players on right now and they find a way to do it, um, because for some reason, I guess it works. Maybe, maybe that's something I just don't know much about how that marketing works. But but yeah, um, Bethesda.
2: I just, I think I said this a couple of years ago when we were leading up to sort of like the Fallout 4 announcement when they had their. First E3 press conference. I think I said at that point, I don't want them to do this every year if they don't have mm-hmm. anything to announce. I stand by that still.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. This I understand that they
2: had things to announce, but this there was nothing special that couldn't have been done at like another
0: mm-hmm.
2: another press conference.
0: Yep. You so. could have fit evil with two at like Sony. You could have put Wolfenstein at Microsoft. You could have like you know. Announced that. Dishonored I'm DLC. pretty sure they
2: even mentioned Skyrim in the Nintendo presentation. Yeah, so it's I don't,
0: know. I don't it's it's weird, you know, and and the Doom VR thing looks pretty bad. It it has like that fucking movement that I like. I I assume it's a limitation of the hardware or whatever they're doing where you teleport to move and in doom that like that doesn't work you're being sworn by demons like i like you're standing at one space and the only way to move is to look and point and click it's like i don't that's crazy to me um
2: not for me but, it's not yeah. for me not in vr so it's not going to be me in vr
0: yeah <laughs> so where do we move on in between Bethesda and Ubisoft for the Devolver show, which doesn't count? That wasn't even. a press Did you watch the design? I, I watched it. Yeah, that was... it was fucking weird. <laughs> that was some Adult Swim Eric Andre humor there. That uh, um, because that I mean...
2: happened just after Bethesda, and I yeah. was exhausted at that point and really confused as to what was happening.
0: Yeah, it was a big. It was a big uh, satire on um on press conferences and i think you know what i think it's placement right after bethesda kind of worked because i think bethesda having to have a press conference kind of encapsulates like oh man everything needs to have a press conference and need to have a guy come out and talk about it and he's going to mm-hmm. say all these buzzwords whereas like bethesda really didn't need to have one and it was there mostly just to, for face and the volvers thing coming on like immediately after just making fun of press conferences i think kind of worked in do you think they knew um possibly I feel like they. I feel like they are making fun of everybody, and I think, yeah, I think they maybe they did. I don't. I don't know who puts that <laughs> show together. There's a good chance because it worked way way too well. Uh, I think because especially was. a lot of people were angry at the press conference um, too, so it worked. And a lot of people liked. The I was thing.
2: super confused when it was first announced that they were doing a press conference because I was like, "Aren't these the people that are anti E3 and sit outside in a trailer, not in the convention?" Um. And yes, they are, (laughs) as it turns out. Um, Yeah, there was also the PC gaming show that happened before Ubisoft. I don't want to talk too much about the PC gaming show because every single year I've watched it, I've fallen asleep. (laughs) So (laughs) I had a good nap. Um,
0: They showed ooblets. Um,
2: I had never... seen anything about ooblets before
0: this was the extended like footage of ooblets was that microsoft or was that pc gaming show it was pc gaming show right they had the the devs come out yeah yeah yeah.
2: um it looks so good
0: yeah i can't wait ludicrously good that looks like that like a great game that the art style is immediate like when you see the character models and just the environments and the way that creatures look in ooblets like you look at that and immediately you want to play it like it's immediately attractive like some games need to convince me a bit with their art, like like some of them, like like Sea of Thieves was kind of grotesque. Some of the character models, like just where they look like dishonored characters, where they look like fat clay, people. cartoon, and, cartoon, and dishonored yeah, characters. yeah, and it's like, but Ooblets, you look at that immediately, and it's like, I want to live in that game, like that. That's so warming. I'm
2: really hoping it's not going to be too expensive when it comes out because I need it in my life.
0: Yeah, I hope it's I'm... not a Windows
2: 10 exclusive. I'm gonna check that real quick.
0: It says Xbox One Windows on the website that I'm on, but I don't know, seven. but that that could mean Windows 10, it could mean anything, I guess.
2: Windows 10 required. Oh, no. Uh,
0: Welcome to
2: <laughs> Uh, They're not sure about what the Windows version requirement will be. Oh, yet. okay, cool. So please don't be Windows 10, because then I can't play your game when I really want to.
0: <laughs> Ooh, blitz. What, uh, is there anything else at this uh, at this show that um, um, stuck out wasn't at you? There
2: anything new particularly. Wargreeve looks cool. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: That's coming to Switch too, right?
2: We're yeah. Close. It's like a Fire Emblem-inspired game, which is super cool. Uh, I fell asleep during Sea of Thieves... <laughs> And I woke up during Age of Empires, so I I actually missed Wargroove. I'm just seeing it on the list. <laughs> so um, I've seen Tunic. Tunic looks kind of cool as well. That's, me. that's it. That is it. And I just don't want to talk about Age of Empires Definitive Edition anymore. I just don't want to
0: do it. <laughs> I like I like that they do this. I don't t- typically care about the PC gaming show, um, but for people like who do. Like the cool, the format of the PC gaming show, I think, is very well executed. Bringing developers uh, on for every game and talking to them, but it can be a sneeze fest if you're not interested so in what they're talking about.
2: Boring sometimes, where um, it's like, um, like Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. They had like a whole five ten minute section on animations that were coming up in the game. Yeah. And I was like, oh god, <laughs> I don't play that game, so I'm just.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I think like. Hardcore PC people, I think, could get down with maybe the way this is formatted. Um, but like, like I say, if you don't care about the game they're talking about, it's kind of like okay, I could tune out for fifteen minutes because they're going to be sitting here for a while, um, hmm. and I'm out.
1: I kind
2: of, I kind of wish they had like the press conference where they announced a bunch of stuff, and then they had like a post show where they interviewed everyone.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. <clears throat> that'd be that'd be a good way to do it.
2: Kind of like what Nintendo does with their Treehouse thing. Definitely. But... With developers, so I don't know. That's just me, but I don't have like the will to stay awake through an interview about yeah. animations coming I, up in a
0: game. Personally, I typically don't even watch it. Um, I turned it on this year just <laughs> because I wasn't doing anything. I mean, I'll put it on. I'll put on the PC gaming show. Why not? See what they're doing. And at the Age of Empires announcement <laughs> was really funny because like they bring this guy out and like, oh, uh, like, oh, I'm I have I haven't made a game in forever. <laughs> uh, and, and it's like, oh man! Like everyone's getting hype. Like, yo, he's a, he's the guy. I don't, I don't, I don't, how, I don't know how famous he was, but he seemed like people knew who he was. He's the guy. And then he announces the remaster, and it's like, oh, that's I exciting.
2: Probably would have preferred an Age of Empires three.
0: Yeah, make it make a new one, like a. Like and I,
2: I don't know why I'd be excited about Age of Empires Definitive Edition when I can run Age of Empires two from Steam on my PC. No yep. problems. Like, I play it still now. Um, and I really like that game, but I don't need to get Windows 10 and a version of the first one. Like, really? I'm not...
1: Play it on Xbox Live! Fuck. Ubisoft.
0: <laughs> Ubisoft had a pretty good conference, I think. In my opinion.
2: Uh, I was worried when we first knew that Aisha Taylor wasn't going to be hosting, because... Mm. Um, yeah. For all the memes and whatever, I kind of like her a lot. I think she's super
0: cool. For sure.
2: But this one worked really well. Like, it was smooth. Like, it just went from game to game. There was no, like, flat faff in between. The. Was the really good.
0: Best way to start this conference is what was with. They started this with Mario, right? They started mm-hmm. this with Mario Rabbids. There was yeah. a lot. There was so much to love about that Mario and Rabbit's presentation, besides the game itself looking awesome, and I really want to play it. Uh, but there was a a really good vibe set, and I and I, I it was probably my favorite moment of the whole E3. Is one I, the developer? Yeah, the yeah, one yeah. I love the guy who runs Ubisoft. I forget his name. Yves. Yeah, yeef. that guy is infectious. I I love listening to that guy talk. But like setting the tone of this conference, you bring Miyamoto out. He comes out like a wrestler. He's got a gun. He comes <laughs> out. He's everyone's hype as hell. Like holy shit, we're we get to see Miyamoto on stage at E3. When's the last time that happened? Um, mm. he comes out and they talk about this game and and you know, ubi. You know, before this presentation, a lot of people were giving the rabbits game shit and um, you know, one where people some people don't like rabbits some people don't think mario fits with the rabbits whatever whatever um i don't have strong feelings one way or the other towards the rabbits if there's a good rabbits game i will play it i don't hate the rabbits they don't bother me i really
2: like the rabbits um, i think they're really funny I, <laughs> it's I, like I, my it's my minions <laughs> that's I, how i feel I, about it
0: i love everything i've seen like and, and like everything in motion and just the the physical humor of <clears throat> them juxtaposed yeah. next to the mario characters i think it's so funny and i i i there's something about it that is just so charming and then put that next to the developer's reactions and like the the creative oh, director God. of the game crying as like Miyamoto's up there talking like this dude got to make a Mario game like how like, Not like that's, any no yeah. westerners
2: ever get to say that
0: That's a dream like like he didn't just make a Rad's game he made a legitimate Mario game that is a Switch exclusive that is getting tons of hype and it looks really great and like the it looks awesome like I I think it looks really good like i like the combat system it's got a little XCOM and fire emblem in there i i like mm. oh, i like i like i liked everything about what i saw of mario rabbit's kingdom battle like,
2: i can't wait for it i'm so pleased that it's coming out so soon is any don't... like a month two months away it's yeah another, about two months away
0: another uh another nice game to throw into the switch's first year um can't
2: wait can't wait uh, which that's... is your favorite rabbit though
0: that's the question peach i like the peach rabbit um, I, I, like, I like the lead yeah. rabbit because his shirt's too long. <laughs> There's, I loved the the. I've, am I remembering correctly? The the first the moment that I like immediately was like okay, this won me over in two seconds. Um, like when the rabbits kind of like when Peach Rabbit saw regular Peach, I think, and she kind of walked over to like <laughs> size her up. Like there was something so funny about that to me. And like this is adorable, and I. Uh, and there's a really good render on Twitter. Um, well, they well they they released it. It was an, it's an official render of Rabbit Peach taking a selfie with Regular Peach. Um, and there's just something about that picture that like I just I love it. I don't care. Like I, that's so good to me. Like I just, one Princess Peach is in, involved in a selfie, um, and two like it. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna find that there render it is. for you. Yeah, I oh, found you found it. it. Okay, yeah. I I love it. I I absolutely oh. love it. Um, uh, so, have yeah. you seen
2: that Peach Rab- uh, Rabid Peach Sorry, has an Instagram account? Yep,
0: yep, I follow it. <laughs> it's <places>.
2: so <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Some of the stuff on that is so messed up. It's it's weird. I um,
0: I, don't know. I love it. I couldn't be more hyped for that game. That was a great way to start the show, a great way to set the tone. Um, And then, everything else they showed, like, pretty good like they're pretty good games like um i never played the crew one but the crew two looks great um i'm into racing and air sea and land is is a cool take on that it's open world united states i like just driving around i've been in the mood to just turn on gta and drive around um skull and bones looks cool. that's like their pirate for honor which i'm sure i'll buy it again i'm easy to market to um can you hear me yeah uh now i can
2: okay <clears throat> Okay, I was just shouting about Skull and Bones there. Oh, yes, yeah, Um, it didn't come through, it didn't come through. I realized when you were carrying on talking, like, I hadn't said anything, (laughs) that something had gone wrong.
0: Um,
2: (laughs) uh, Skull and Bones looks fucking awesome, I'm so excited about it.
0: Um,
2: I said on Twitter, before they said anything about Assassin's Creed 3, or Assassin's Creed Black Flag or whatever, I said, if this is anything like the ship battles from those two games, I will buy this game. And then the trailer finished, the dude went on stage and he went, this is like the Assassin's Creed naval battles, <laughs> but a little bit better. And I was like, well, I guess I'm buying it. Um, I've signed up for the beta. It's uh, going to be a while away yet. Yeah. But hey, I have wanted like Assassin's Creed naval battles in a video game just on their own for a really really long time because those were some of the best parts of three and four in my opinion so
0: yeah i've heard i've heard really good things about the naval combat in those games so seeing them kind of take on that oh let's make a multiplayer game set in this time period like with for honor which i I enjoyed and seeing how that's working with skull and bones and seeing the ship combat and that it just looks really slick too i I think it looks awesome Mm. um
2: I will say I do hope that it's not just online multiplayer. Um,
0: I think they, I think they mentioned, uh, I think I saw a headline that it's going to have a full campaign. Um, yes. Okay, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you're, you're, you're all set there. Um, For Honor has one, and For Honor's campaign is actually pretty decent. Um, so I have faith in them making a campaign for this. So, um, yes. I'll see
2: how it goes, but I fucking love the naval battles in Assassin's um, Creed. That's so fun. Speaking if of, you can uh, find
0: a copy of Assassin's Creed Three for cheap to try them out. I highly recommend it. Speaking of Assassin's Creed, um, Origins had a pretty big showing at like Microsoft, at wherever, here, just in general. All the Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed stuff they show kind of bl- blurred into, oh, that's Assassin's Creed Origins. I don't need to differentiate what conference it showed at. But since it's Ubisoft's game, like Anthem, um, I'll bring it up here. Um, mm-hmm. They took two years off from making an Assassin's Creed game. They kind of took some feedback to heart, and they have they got rid of the yearly release cycle. If they return to that, it is yet to be seen. If we'll see another Assassin's Creed at next E um, three, Uh I can't imagine we will. But if this turns out to be a really big success, and they think they can keep iterating on that uh, on a one year time period, I'm sure we'll see it back, or or we'll see some kind of Assassin's Creed back next year. But uh,
2: mm, probably.
0: But yeah, um, as somebody who like only really played unity and syndicate I, I never really got into the original like trilogy and then black flag um one is
2: bad two is good three everyone says is bad but i think it's
0: good <laughs> that the, the reason i never got into it is because like i'd I never beat one because like you said one is bad and um after Even that one's really not a very good i just feel weird about jumping in the two without beating one so i just never played them I...
2: The best thing they did for Assassin's Creed was get rid of that overarching story yes. about uh, is it Desmond, Desmond Miles Desmond or Miles, Miles. Desmond? Yeah, De- <laughs> I've Des- the way Des- his name goes. Desmond Miles. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, cause it's that was the best
2: thing they did for the franchise. Because you
0: had to play previous entries to know. I mean, to know what's going on in his story. I mean, technically you could play through Ezio's stuff without having to, but like
2: that was the thing that sucked the fucking most though. Was I went? I'll play Assassin's Creed One. Okay, I, I managed to do that somehow. Play Assassin's Creed Two. Okay, that was good. I'll play Assassin's Creed Three. What the fuck happened? Like, the story doesn't make any sense because I didn't play any Brotherhood
0: or oh, Revelations. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, I forgot they, they existed. That. I forgot they did that. They, they fucking <coughs> released non-numbered. Like the Kingdom Hearts did. Like what the hell? Um,
2: I don't even know. <laughs> like if you asked me to list the the Kingdom Hearts games in chronological order,
0: it's it's um, I would
2: I would not exp- do very explode. well. <laughs>
0: Um, but so um, for Origins, yeah. uh, from somebody who's only played <clears throat> the, those two games, and and generally what I'm reading is that Origins is, looks pretty favorable among a lot of people. I think I think it looks pretty mm-hmm. good. Uh, the combat system is tuned up a bit differently now. They it's not as Archemy as like Mordor <coughs> and the previous Assassin's Creed games, where it, it, the combat kind of stays a little more over the shoulder a little bit, a little more closer to the action. Um, which
2: I will say, is nice the com- the combat in this looks Pretty nice. Um yeah. but I'm a little bit weary because when I demoed Syndicate I really didn't like the combat. Like I had like a twenty minute demo with <laughs> it, that's all i played of Syndicate, and it was very, very different from the combat in like the original trilogy or whatever. And I didn't like it. Yeah. So because I demoed it and I had a bad experience with that demo, I've been really like weary about getting back into Assassin's Creed because I like the franchise. Um, I think they're very interesting historical games, even though people don't like them or whatever. But Egypt is one that people have been asking for yeah. for a pretty long time, so
0: and I
2: maybe they'll do China next. Who Ooh. knows? Oh,
0: that'd be awesome. That's the that's the the hype about Assassin's Creed that like will never die. Is that like they're the it's the only franchise really that allows you to explore these time periods like the to the extent mm. that they let you do it like. Get to explore, like, the revolutionary war, or Italy, or where was... It's a bit... The first game was It can was be Rome, a bit right? like... The first game was Rome.
2: Uh, No, the first game was the Crusades. Oh, gotcha, in, gotcha. Uh, Jerusalem or whatever. Um, the thing that I noticed the most is, like, Ezio is the most Gary Stu dude ever. It's like he's been written into this fan <laughs> fiction where he's best friends with Leonardo Da Vinci, and there's all these, like, really prominent figures in Italy. I don't know sometimes it's weird yeah um it's the same with assassin's creed 3 to be fair because your best friends with fucking george washington (laughs) in that game
0: it reminds me a bit of um the show uh sleepy hollow that uh went down the shitter pretty fast but it was a show about ichabod crane um, who is not the same Ichabod Crane that like is in the original story of Sleepy Hollow? But he was like a member of the British Army who defected to the Americans, and he became friends with like George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> and somehow he got he died and got teleported to modern day United States. Um, and he was pro- prominent and present during a lot of major moments in U.S. and British history. And, like, oh, there's this guy. Ichabod Crane's there again. Like, that's <laughs> what it reminds me of. Like, oh, man, I'm I'm the homies with John Adams. Like, that kind of stuff. But, um...
2: But, but that's an inevitability. Yeah. The inevitability with the Assassin's Creed, unfortunately. Yeah, but I, it is a little bit yeah, funny I, when you think about I it. I think
0: it's kind of fun. Like, you, you know, like that take on his... Like, oh, man, like, that's funny. Like, you know, this figure shows up and this entire time they've been friends with an assassin. Um, maybe this actually happened. Uh... But, uh, but yeah, um, um,
2: I don't think I'll be picking up a Assassin's Creed Origins straight away because I'm pretty sure it comes out on the same day as another game that I want to pick up. I just don't remember what game. Uh, uh games. in I
0: 2017. I know it comes out in like October, I believe. October is stacked. Yeah. That is a stacked month. Um, does it
2: come out on the same day as Mario?
0: Um,
2: it might come out on the same Mario- day, as Mario.
0: Oh yeah, of uh, Mario Odyssey. Yep, yep, yep. yep same date yeah it does yep. same day
2: that's why i'm not buying it immediately but it will also give me the chance to maybe ask some other people's opinions on uh i will
0: probably grab or it or not
1: that day um,
0: i think it's wolfenstein assassin's creed and mario on one yep. freaking day
1: mm-hmm. what the fuck
2: gotta get in before that christmas
0: <gasps> period i guess um I don't know. the next game well, actually, maybe not the next game. Oh,
2: now, can we talk about the $700 edition oh! of <laughs> Assassin's Creed Origins? Yes. Who what, what the F? likes this character enough to spend $700 on a statue that's over a, Is it over a meter or just under a meter? tall? Cool. Uh, it's big, whatever it yeah. is. It's fucking huge.
0: 700 Who bones. Who does that?
2: Is it seven hundred dollars or is it seven hundred pounds? There,
0: the they'll be like they'll be budgeting for that starting now, um, like um, oh, special I, I, edition seven hundred ninety nine ninety nine six at seven hundred, whatever that British symbol is. So it's <laughs> eight, it's uh,
2: pounds. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Um it's eight hundred
0: dollars. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Dawn of the Creed Legendary Edition.
2: It's so fucking ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm sure people there are some people who love Assassin's Creed that are yeah. super into this and are loving it, but I've never been like I really like this character before I've played the game, so I'm gonna pre order this edition of it. Like why?
0: <laughs> Crazy. I don't think there's any game series I would spend $700 on a special edition for. Um, mm,
2: I could see myself doing it if it came with like a one-to-one scale mm, of a character that I yeah. liked for a previous game. <laughs> that's the sort of stuff. Like, if it was a sequel to Final Fantasy fifteen and it came uh, with a life-size prompter, prompt I'd be up. like, yes, please!
1: <laughs>
0: um, so. Yeah, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. Um, the Next thing, I don't really know how much to say about it, but I thought it was a cool announcement, and I think it could be a cool game. Um, it's Transference. Mm. It's that VR game they announced with Elijah Wood. Oh, with Elijah Wood. Um, where I think it's a horror game about VR, but you play with VR, um, which I think is cool and a cool way to immerse yourself kind of in that game.
2: Um, no, 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 no. Like,
0: that's <laughs> that <is> scary. <laughs> it will be quite scary. But yeah, um, I thought that was a neat little a neat little game idea there. Um because I've played an RE7 in VR, and that scared the shit out of me. So, like, any any kind of, you could probably, like, even if the game is bad, any kind of horror VR experience will be scary, I think, no matter what. Unless it's just... Yeah,
2: because it's right on your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: there's no way to escape the horror. Um...
2: Like, I can't imagine anything worse. I already can't do horror games, but having it actually <laughs> on my head, so I can't look away yeah. or, like, do whatever. GG. Nope. <laughs> That's a no for me. Um, Uh, this was the first time I've seen any of Far Cry 5
0: yes that's the next thing I was going to bring up as well Um, what do you Um, think what do you think Um...
2: see I okay so we've talked about Far Cry 3 before Mm -hmm. in previous episodes um, and how I loved the first half of that game and then the main villain goes away Mm -hmm. and it's immediately not as good anymore so I'm like little bit weary i never played four um so i don't know what four turned out like i hope they realize the mistake they made the far cry 3
0: i've heard decent things about four i own i haven't played i own four and primal i bought them both on sale um and i watched my dad play primal and primal looks pretty fun um i
2: forgot the primal was a thing and i watched
0: my dad play four too actually I, I, I watched my dad play most of the games i think that i don't play um and uh I like the Far Cry formula, but yeah, the second half of 3 sucked. That second island sucked. That didn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, game's too long at that point. Stop. Like, no more. Like, end your <laughs> I thought, your I, thought game. I was
2: done, and then it just kept going. Yeah, like, what the I fuck? Like,
0: and the ending was stupid. Uh, like, just stop. End, just, like, <laughs> cut, cut the game off.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the ending was so fucked up. You <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Kill your girlfriend. Like, what the hell? Movie. It's so stupid. Um, but yeah, so what do you think um,
2: i'm interested in seeing what people have to say about five when it comes out mm-hmm. and i don't know if it'll be one of those things that when five comes out i'll pick up four and see if i like that one because i'm a cheapskate
0: yeah yeah um, well i mean nothing wrong with because you have
2: to be when there's like 700 games e- coming exactly, out every year and you exactly. want to play them all so
0: there um, is one interesting bit to the hubbub around far cry 5 and actually wolfenstein as well um and it's been interesting to see. It's been interesting to watch it unfold. Um, is I'll start with Wolfenstein, and that is, like, the people angry that were killing Nazis. Like, how oh, dare you depict Nazis this way? There's no other way to depict <laughs> them. Like there's no what the
1: fuck? they're the bad guys.
0: They've always been the bad guys. If you identify as a neo-nazi or any kind of nazi in modern day America, you're guess what? A bad guy. You are a villain. <laughs> like there is You're going to be shot in a video <laughs> yeah, yeah, game yeah. one day. There is no there is no making it look good. Like they're fucking Nazis and then parallel to the Far Cry 5, there was a petition to get to cancel the game because it portrays certain americans and their values in a negative light whereas it's like if you are offended by the way they're depicting some of these crazy gun-toting cultists then maybe you're the bad guy too like i i don't they're they're bad guys and and what i don't understand about that perspective is these are bad americans doing bad things to good people, and you are good Americans, taking down the bad Americans. There is no, like, oh, look how bad America is. It's not like you have some, like, Asian dude coming in and saving the day here, because I know they'd get mad at that. Like, no, it's it's Americans fighting Americans, and these are bad scumbags, and there are people who exist like this in current-day America. So, it blows my mind to, to watch the people petition to cancel this game because it offends them in some way. Like, oh my god, cool it if you're that offended by it you're the bad guy that's like, that's it Like, what's that's like how dare they show Darth Vader this way <laughs> like, he's the bad guy <laughs> that's the way it goes
1: but he had redemption huh?
0: <laughs> like ow it's so it's it actually it warms my heart actually to watch I, people get so up in arms over this I genuinely
2: episode. hadn't heard a thing about it so
0: Oh, it's yeah, just made it's, my day. It's enjoyable. Um, in one way, it's made my
2: day. In another way, yeah. <laughs> it sort of like made me question humanity like, in a different way fuck? than I anticipated to.
0: The um, the Far Cry one I kind of saw coming just because, like, yeah, it does kind of... It, it, it paints these some of these people... I'm assuming it's supposed to be souther- ta- and, like
2: painting them as rednecks.
0: Yeah. Is rednecks uh, an offensive
2: uh, word? I don't know.
0: Um, ah, fuck it. And... and, um, <laughs> and <laughs> Um, some people are rednecks, and that's just the way it is. Uh, though, though th- I think a lot of people who are looking at this, and I don't like to use this terminology around it, but like, um, a lot of the people who are pro guns or 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 hyper Catholic and own these AR fifteen rifles and love to hang the fucking Confederate flag, I think are the people who are offended at this game, and and that's a shame, um, for them, um, but not for everybody else, because like like wolfenstein these are not good people um they have repeatedly shown in american politics and in news that they are willing to do things that are horrible so i can't wait for this game to come out so <laughs> i'm gonna play <fly> uh, <laughs> it but actually I, i'm i'm the the main reason i'm excited about this game um and is it's the vibes i get from the trailers and the music and the, and the way that they are using that like like guitar and this the the where is it at montana i think like the the way hope county montana yeah and um like i a big fan of the show justified which kind of has like these neo-western vibes to it but set in modern day america like getting to go through like modern day like suburb and royal towns and stuff is like awesome because you don't really get to play any open world games that kind of take place in that setting so like it'll be fun to kind of see their take on america mm. and like i think you're a cop i believe and like the whole the whole trailers of like all of these normal human beings being part of this resistance group taking this cult down is exciting to me i, I was kind of surprised fine.
2: that they picked america as the setting
0: yeah um i mean i'm not bad I was about curious. It or i was just
2: surprised
0: I was curious what they'd do with it because like the Far Cry formula is like killing animals and skinning them and driving helicopters and um but making this entire area kind of be occupied by this cult radical group um makes sense that there would be bases that you would take down or you know like makes sense that this whole place is in kind of disarray yeah Um, so they 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 set themselves up pretty well um with it but uh but yeah I'm I'm excited I like the Far Cry games I just um just don't make them too long yeah exactly um so the last thing at this conference that i um was it was like the big closer um uh,
1: yeah.
0: i don't have any emotions towards it one way or the other because i never played the first game um but the trailer was cool uh that's beyond good and evil too
2: i was just so uh, happy for everyone who has been asking yeah this game for the last like
1: 10 yes. years
0: and then the developers who came on stage and were kind of in tears too but they finally got to announce it um was really nice. The trailer was cool looking. Um I don't know what's going on in it. They're doing they're doing crazy shit with spaceships. Um but uh looks awesome. It looks fun. And I'm curious who the game's gonna play, play. Because as far as I know, this one is more multiplayer centric than the first game is. Um they mentioned kind of a massive um shared world kind of thing, um after it, uh, I believe. Let me actually let me fact check myself. Beyond good and evil two multiplayer. Um, what Beyond Good and Evil two is? Um, I don't I don't care. Kotaku, I don't care. Just let me read your goddamn article. Um. You get to edit
2: this later. Hope you're excited.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. All right. I'm not reading this article. We'll, we'll just we'll just say I was maybe wrong. I don't know. But um, is it,
2: maybe you were right. Maybe you were wrong. Who knows?
0: Yeah. But I read something like that. <laughs> um. And some people were like, "Oh, I wonder what this is." Because it's it's also a prequel, I believe, to the original game. So, <laughs> um, that will be interesting. Uh, but either way, fans are getting a second game. And that's awesome. i have only been asking IP. for
2: like fifteen years, it's fine. <laughs>
0: the the IP lives. Yeah. Um kinda surprised. So, is there anything else at Ubi before we move on to Not that Sony.
2: Not that I'm interested in. I just did a lot of South Park and I
1: don't like South All Park right. that I, much, so
0: I clicked Sony and it has given me a lot of... There we go. Um,
2: I want to talk about right. the most obvious thing for a second with Sony. Yes. They had, like, a massive VR section. Skyrim VR. Hey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think this is the only time they will announce something to do with Final Fantasy 15, and for me to go, <laughs> oh, that's really shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, it... it uh, I don't understand. Probably...
2: They have the fucking... They have Prompto. They have a character that is a, a gun user and also a photographer. Yeah. You could have had I, Pokemon Snap, but Final Fantasy and in VR. And instead you like, did fishing.
0: I feel like they got bad feedback on that original VR showing, that prompto thing. Th- they and did, they, yeah. And, and instead of fixing it, they just kind of scrapped made, it something and made a completely fishing game. Different.
2: I'm, now, so I'm, upset, <laughs> I'm so upset, Bill. I'm so upset.
0: I'm pumped to camp with my buds, but that's really it.
2: Like, i'm so
1: upset
0: <laughs> like i didn't enjoy fishing that much in final fantasy 15 and in fact some of the later fishing missions kind of pissed me off so like i'm not like oh i can't wait to fish it's like i i'm good i think they could uh, have
2: had fucking pokemon snap for final fantasy 15 in vr <laughs> that would have been so cool
0: <laughs> they fucked it up
2: Square Enix hire me to check <laughs> your trailers and to tell you shit that you should do.
0: Um, Sony as a whole, okay. Um, watching Sony's conference initially, mm-hmm. like there is there is a moment where I'm watching the conference and I'm excited and I'm like, oh man, this was around the time of the Monster Hunter announcement. I'm like, oh man, this is this is pretty awesome. You know, they're bringing they're bringing stuff that I really like and I want to play like the Horizon DLC mm-hmm. and Uncharted. Like this is this is all stuff that I. I know I'll be able to buy because I own the console, and like I, I'm excited because these are all IPs that I like. Um, but then when there was a moment where the conference mm. ended, and I was like, "Oh man, like that was it?" Like, like no, nope. I mean I, maybe I only felt that way because of, no, there was no Bloodborne, but also there were really there were really no surprises at Sony besides I, I guess Monster Hunter kind of leaked beforehand that Monster Hunter was coming to PS4, and also Shadow of the Colossus also leaked. That um, was
2: literally Shadow of the Colossus remake is the only thing I'm excited about from Sony's press conference. Because I haven't had the chance to really get into anything else. Like, I've never played Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. I've never played Uncharted before. And yeah. most of the games there, I'd have to have fucking PlayStation VR, which I can't afford because it's really expensive. Yeah, so... it is
0: extremely pricey. Um, I I felt like they don't need to keep showing Uncharted lost legacy i was actually kind of surprised to see it there in the way that it was there with the orchestra thing they did and like the music and then because like that shit comes out in august we've seen we know what it's like like i've played uncharted 4 we've seen the lost legacy demo two or three times at this point at psx and e3 alike like across various shows and across various streams and and this and that like I, I don't think we need to see it again like oh it's Uncharted with Chloe and Nadine like I know I know they're running through runes and shit like I don't need to see it anymore like I'm buying it don't worry about it Sony don't worry about it we all know it's real I would what I would have liked to have seen in place of that was more of a demonstration on what the Horizon Zero Dawn DLC is going to be because that's what I'm excited about um i don't know if i'm excited
2: about it yet We'll see
0: i wasn't (laughs) (laughs) expecting um i wasn't expecting a name even and a price to come out for that dlc at this i expected acknowledgement that it would exist but here's my issue with sony's press conference before i talk about any of the games and i think they need to go back to the drawing board for next year and i think it worked for them well last year um i don't think it worked for them well this year and um, it made it feel kind of anemic the, the way that they did it again. Is is they need fucking people on stage talking. They need mm-hmm. it. Like they 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 their whole. They goes, oh man, do you, could you breathe yet? Like Sean Lane come on, like he just showed us a thousand games. Like Sean Lane, we just saw these games last year, bro. And like I, like you need this- developers on stage talking about their games. Like I I just I can't. I don't like it. I don't like the pacing of it anymore. Like you bring out Monster Hunter and you show me it, or you bring out Days Gone and you show me that and it's like i want to hear from the devs what they're working on like i i don't you don't show me a trailer that just like feels so cold because <laughs> it just goes from trailer to trailer to trailer and i get no time to sit there and go like oh let's hear about this game mm. like i just it's weird to not have a sony exec come out and announce a feature for the console it's weird yeah, to not yeah this,
2: this was the first this year stuff. this is the first year since i've started watching e3 live that i've not made to i've not had the chance to make my who's in the house, Andrew House joke because he wasn't there. <laughs> and I do that every year. Every time he comes out on stage, I'm like, who's in the house? Andrew House. <laughs> it's a lame joke. It's not funny, but I didn't get to make it this year. And I it's tradition.
0: There. And it's weird. And it it's weird that they don't have... Like, last year they even had more people come out and talk. They <laughs> and... had Kojima
2: last year as well, which...
0: yeah, Everyone was,
2: like, it's... surprised that Death Stranding wasn't there. And I'm like, they, they literally said, it's not going to be I... there. <laughs>
0: I don't want that goddamn game anywhere near any of my damn press conferences unless he has something to show that's not just a weird trailer of an actor digitally CGI'd with black oil over his body. Like, I'll,
1: just just <laughs> wait,
0: Kojima. I'm I'm excited for that game and all, but like, I don't need it to take up eight minutes of my press conference when there's other stuff they can show. And I think that's what bummed me out so much about. I, at the end of the day watching this conference is I is I, I like everything they showed. I'm going to buy most of the stuff they showed. I'm excited for Call of Duty. I'm excited for Uncharted. Days Gone. I'm <laughs> on, maybe on the fence. It looks cool but there's nothing in Days Gone that I look at and go, whoa. Um, mm. I never played Shadow of the Colossus so this is a great opportunity for me for that. That's what Monster I'm excited Hunter about. Are, Monster Hunter I'm excited about because I like Monster Hunter and I liked it. I played it for but I just I can't stand playing that game on a handheld. I don't think it works. The monsters are too big. I, I need it mm. on a TV or the Switch. Um... Oh, there was a lot of controversy to... about the yeah, the yeah. Switch
2: game. Ooh.
0: Yeah, it's not getting localized. That's a big slap in the face. That's not it's inexcusable, honestly. But um, uh, so I'm excited for that. It looks great. Um, it's it's for someone who's been looking forward to them possibly bringing that to dual analog on a TV again. Is it's exciting and it's a big deal because Monster Hunter is big in Japan and they're more of a portable nation. And um, knowing that the servers are going to be worldwide, which means we'll be playing with Japanese players and all of that, is it's pretty cool. Um, mm. I'm glad they're, they they carved out a section for VR. As much as I don't have one, and I probably won't buy one for a long time. Yeah, but um, what about
2: Monster of the Deep?
0: F- for, for, <laughs> for people that I know who bought one, who are feeling like, oh shit, you know, why did I buy this? I, I'm glad that they're giving it support in some way. I think the inpatient I'm interested in because that is... Um, a prequel to Until Dawn, so like I'm. Um,
1: oh right, okay.
0: Yeah, it takes like, sixty years before Until Dawn. So and Moss looks great. Uh, there are VR games I'm interested in, but I just, I'm not buying one for a long time. It's too too pricey. There's games, there's games I could buy. You know, I could buy eight games.
2: It's too pricey, and also <clears throat> I don't like VR that much.
0: Yeah, there's um, that too. Yeah, it's, it's
1: like a good I've, ticket.
2: I played on a HTC Vive, and I played Job Simulator. Which was kind of fun for a you know game called Job Simulator. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when I took it off, I felt super weird. Like I didn't enjoy the the time after I wasn't wearing the headset and stuff. And I don't think I don't think PSVR is that appealing to me, even with a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> so mm-hmm.
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, VR VR is a cell that you need to be in on it in order to enjoy it. I like it. Um, but like it's not something I'm I like enough to spend 400 dollars on unless I have lots to do on it. We'll say um, if I was so gonna I... get into
2: VR, I would get like a console VR over a PC VR because that's just like
0: and it, a whole other thing work.
2: where yeah you have to have the right specs and you have to have yep. a pretty su- pretty high end PC to make it work or whatever.
0: Yeah, PSVR just works and, <laughs> it, and, it's, and it's fine honestly. And like it, like I was playing Resident Evil, it looks fine. Um, it's uh, I hope it I hope it takes off because I don't want them to abandon it. Like Game wise, because I think there's neat things you could do with it. But, uh... but yeah, they carved out that section.
2: Pokemon Snap, for... but with Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep saying Hitch it until they do it.
0: Email them. Email um, uh, I don't remember his name. Uh Tabata. Email him. Send him an email.
2: Kanichuwa, Tabata's san <laughs>
0: <laughs> And just attach an image of Pokemon Snap. Uh, but
2: with prompter, like photoshopped yeah, into photoshopped it. Really badly. in there, Yeah. Him wearing um, that PSVR
0: headset. It, it'll be it'll be a picture of Prompto. You know how in Pokemon Snap you could knock Charmeleon lean into the lava and he comes out Charizard. Oh my god! It'll be a picture of Prompto standing on the ledge there. Gets knocked into the lava and he comes out with a VR helmet on. Oh my god! Um, there, there we go. There's the there's the pitch. Um, but yeah, I feel like there was and and actually. I, well, there was an initial emptiness I felt at the end of Sony because I looked at my friend and we were both like waiting for a Bloodborne or even just a FromSoftware announcement. It didn't <clears even> have <throat> to be Bloodborne. Like, I was like, what are they up to? You know, like they, like they, they... H- Hidateka Miyazaki had a lunch meeting with Shuhei Yoshida like a year and a half ago. Like, they're working on something together again, obviously. What is it? I want to see it. So, they finished
2: um, all the DLC for Dark Souls 3 now, haven't yeah,
0: they? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that that game's done and dusted. Um, So I just want more Bloodborne. It's my favorite out of all those games. It's a cool setting. Um, So I was bummed. There was an emptiness. But I think what ended up happening was E3 of the past two years have kind of conditioned us to expect these massive bomb drop surprises. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like, E3 has not always been just about that. Like, like there there are plenty of E3s, I recall, where it's like there was nothing dropped that was like, whoa! Like, it's just we had Shenmue and Final Fantasy Seven Remake and The Last Guardian. and That was such a um, fucking
2: crazy year. That was, then, like, like, absolutely the, insane.
0: The, <laughs> the way Sony handled God of War last year and Spider-Man and all that stuff was like, whoa, like, these are cool announcements I wasn't expecting. And mm. <clears throat> this year was less surprises but we're seeing more of the games that are already been announced and they're getting not concrete dates but they're getting release windows and it's like it's almost like a gap year of like hey these games are we're getting lots of great games there was no shortage of good games shown it's just stuff we've already known about right. so it's like when i watch <laughs> sony it's like this is the exact same conference just about last year except with monster hunter and shadow of the colossus mm-hmm. um we've got days gone we have got uncharted we have got god of war we have got the short we got spider-man like All that stuff we've seen already last year. So Sony's conference kind of felt like a snapshot of last year, but with um, somebody drawing over it a marker to add some new stuff to it. Like, they drew drew in themselves. Um, I don't
2: know. uh, I think I was a little bit disappointed that there wasn't that big bombshell. And one of the things I was really looking forward to was seeing more of Final Fantasy VII Remake. And Andy explained it to me that the reason that that probably didn't happen is because they've moved everything from an outsourced studio to in-house. Yep um so
0: who knows yep, how much of the switching. game they're
2: actually keeping no one knows we'll see i won't guess say that for but...
0: another few years again That's, uh...
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm never gonna play Square... final fantasy 7 it's gonna be this fucking weird thing that i just Square... never get around
0: to. squares like triple a development teams are so strange like yeah. uh, i I've never seen a studio kind of operate the same way that they do in that. Like, I like I'm totally for developers taking as long as they need to to make a game good, but it's so weird that so many of their games just take like nine years to make. Stop like Hearts... announcing
2: them before they're yeah. done. Just stop like, it.
0: Kingdom Hearts three is nowhere near done, and the last main iteration was on the PS fucking two. Like, I, <laughs> it, was, like it blows my mind. Like, I don't, I don't understand. It's because they
2: like, like go we've got this concept trailer final fantasy versus (laughs) 13 let's show it to everyone and then the game never comes out yeah and it comes out as final fantasy 15 and everyone's like oh this wasn't worth a 10 year wait that's Mm -hmm. entirely
0: square enix's fault yeah yeah and what's funny is like the, the the actual game of final fantasy 15 didn't take 10 years um, that's been iterated on and scrapped and redone a few times. It like, took about I don't three know or four f- years, I think. Yeah, a yeah. A so a lot of the headlines are misleading and a lot of... But I mean, it, at the same time, it's like for someone to think that it took 10 years, it's not really their fault 100%. Um, just the way that game was handled.
2: I guarantee like, when fucking Kingdom launch, Hearts 3 finally comes out, everyone is going to be like, what the fuck is this? Oh man, Everyone's going to be so game, mad.
0: Even if that game is great, that that game's gonna be met with tons of hate, I guarantee yeah. Like you said at launch, that's that's gonna be a mess. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be really I'm gonna a be fun sitting there on Twitter
2: eating yep. popcorn and I can't wait. I don't
0: have I have no stake in the Kingdom Hearts franchise. I'm just gonna watch that happen. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, God of War looks great. I'm still excited for that game. Um I liked the first three games. I haven't played any of the spin offs. Um Kratos as a character has never been that appealing to me i, I like the games well enough because i like the mythology and i like the combat mm. but i like what they're doing with kratos's character in this and i think it looks really cool and the combat we got we got to actually see the combat this time so i'm excited um for that um god the of war is a teacher, little bit they're... too uh, little
2: bit too gruesome for me, i think
0: ripping people in half mm. and like, cutting tongues off and, considering uh, i grew up oh. on nintendo games it's a bit, a bit <laughs> <much for me. laughs> Uh, then we had, like, some Destiny 2 stuff. I don't even... that. See, there are moments in the press conferences where it's like, okay, I'm not necessarily disinterested in this, but this is taking up a slot of something that could be there that is more interesting to see. Like, I don't... Mm. This Destiny 2 trailer, as hyped as I am for Destiny, it wasn't a good trailer at all. Just, like, boring-ass trailer. Oh, there's a couple right. and all these fighting people. Like right. I don't
2: even remember it. i got my
0: um, Yeah, it's bad. I, it's Basically, it's
2: I've bad. been conditioned because of this podcast any time. Destiny in any fashion is mentioned. I just switch off like that I'm just gone.
0: The last thing of note for me is um uh what is your interest in spider man Do you have any interest in spider man
2: No whatsoever like i've never been I'm, never... I'm not a big superhero fan in general mm. um, um so I'm not particularly interested
1: in the game
0: I'm or in spider man in
1: general. It. I don't know if don't, you're looks... asking in general, do I like spider Oh yeah,
0: well the the game mostly. The game mostly. Like if it looks fun to you at all. Um the I'm excited about it. I just I don't think it needed that long of a presentation. I don't
2: uh... It showed me. Man, there's a lot of quick time events in this game.
0: Yeah, that was something I think they addressed that afterwards too, that a lot of the big set pieces are gonna have have Um which it kind of makes sense, like for certain moments to like be controlled that way. Um, but there are a lot. There's a surprising amount in that sequence. Maybe it wasn't the best sequence to show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it looks fun. Um, it is open world, uh, so you get to sling around doing open world stuff with Spider-Man. They didn't confirm that you'll be able to play as Peter Parker. And we got that reveal at the end that nobody would really care about unless you're a big Spider-Man fan. And that was like the post-credit scene of Miles Morales, um, who is another Spider-Man. Um, and again, unless you know that or unless you care about Spider-Man who gives a fuck I'm literally like, uh,
2: shrugging like what I don't, I don't yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it was that scene at the end where like it like it cut the black and then it cuts back after that montage and it's like hey Miles come on and he's like all right and he has is taking a picture um nobody knows what that is unless you know a, a damn thing about Spider-Man like it. like it's, it's so close. weird not that, close <laughs> that that was yeah that was a big moment for them like it was supposed to get people hyped like people in the room I was in were hyped cuz they're big Spider-Man fans but like, a, you know, I can see a lot of people going, what's the big deal? Um,
2: yeah, pretty much no idea. And I was expecting yeah. something else after Spider-Man, man, so I was like, it's yep. fine. It's going to be something
0: else, yep. and it just ended. I Ugh. just want Bloodborne. I just want Bloodborne. That's what I want.
2: I don't even know what I wanted. I just wanted something else. Because the only I thing I got Jap- excited about was a 30-second trailer for a game that came out on the PS2. So
0: I wanted more Japanese stuff. I mean, I Monster Hunter the is the big thing. Big like, Japanese get, but, like... They
2: announced
0: the a release nine. date for Nino Kuni 2. Yeah. Oh! Not during of, the presentation. Speaking of, yeah, that pre-show is bullshit. That pre-show <laughs> had lots of good stuff in it, and it's the fucking pre-show. Put that stuff on your damn conference. You gave a date to, like, Gran Turismo, which people have been waiting for forever. You showed new footage of Gran Turismo. Which people are, I just one of your big exclusives, and you threw it on a pre-show that probably three people watched because they didn't realize there would be announcements during it. They I no didn't even know there like, was
2: a fucking pre-show.
0: Yeah, like, what the hell? Like... Th- Stupid. Like so stupid. I didn't even watch it because I thought, Oh, they're just talking about what do you want to see? Here's what I want to oh, see. God, that's like... what
2: pre shows have been for the last fucking yeah. five years and it sucks every single time.
0: Yeah. Maybe this is their way of trying to spice up the pre show, but it's like just put that shit in your conference because no one knows your pre show has anything in it. Oh, um, they
2: also said that stupid. Nino Kuni One might be coming out on PC.
0: So Ooh, maybe oh, that's really, that's really what great. I'm
2: actually hoping for is that it comes out in PS4. <laughs>
0: I reckon it will. I bet if it comes on a PC. I wonder why they wouldn't say both. Unless like PC's just bigger headline right now, probably. Like that's awesome that PC players are getting more JRPGs in general. Yes, um, I Eno just P- want
2: to. I'm in that mood where I just want to absorb all of the JRPGs that I possibly mm-hmm. can. Like, um, or just RPGs in general. I guess I'm an RPG person. not so can I say? Started playing Fallout Four again the other day.
0: Yeah, that's what I saw on Discord. I'm like, oh, she's playing Fallout Four. I didn't say that out me? loud. But... <laughs> I like to think that you just
2: ah, oh, that's a surprise.
0: But uh, but yeah, uh, on to Nintendo. Ah, yes.
2: yes, I'm so excited by so much stuff,
0: <laughs> and none of it is new. <laughs> um, well, you you can take the, you can take the lead on this one. Okay. I was gonna say as well. We got two big. We got two things that were really cool announcements. One announcement was kind of, the way they handled it was kind Harp of dumb. announcement. But, um, are you yeah, talking about the unnamed
2: uh, Pokemon RPG? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's exciting we that we're getting one of on the We are working on a Pokemon Switch. game for the Switch. Don't you worry, Ultra Sun and Moon will be on the 3DS though.
0: Yeah, I feel like they've made that little video just to say, don't worry about that direct. I know you guys got mad, but look, we are working on one. We just wanted to say it.
2: Like I said- We
0: got a camera on this guy's face just to say it.
2: I said this to Matt on Twitter the day before the Pokemon Direct, and he was like, oh man, I really hope this is on the Switch, and I was like, I think it's going to be on the 3DS, because they've always been a generation behind to make sure that people, you know, who have bought these consoles can play the newest game for one game, because they did it with Black and White 2, because the 3DS was out when Black and White 2 came out, but it was a DS game. And they've done the same with Sun and Moon, so... I expect we will see... Hmm. I don't think it's going to be a new generation of Pokemon. Um, I am going to put my money on Diamond and Pearl remakes. Ooh. Which I'm not particularly excited about because they are my least favorite. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: I, I but it means we're one those, step closer so... to
2: the Black and White remakes and that's what I really want. So.
0: I, I think no matter what it is, I'll just take it if it's on the Switch. Um, yeah. Because I get to play it on my, I get to play it on my TV. Like how felt, many, so,
2: how many years have I'm people so been hyped. asking for that for? Like 20? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm so, I don't give a shit if it's a remake of the world. Because I'm not a big fan of Diamond and Pearl either. I started Pearl, I maybe put a few, I just couldn't, I couldn't care to beat yeah. it. And, um, but I would take it on my TV. That's for sure. Um, Especially if it's remade to look good on the TV. Like, I'm I'm excited. What
2: what I think it's going to be is a Diamond and Pearl remake. What I secretly hope it is, is a game where you can pick which region you start in, and you'll get, like, a Pokemon starter that's relevant to that region, and you get to go through all of the regions so far and get all of the badges and do all of the leagues and stuff and be super powerful and buff and
0: whatever. (laughs) That's the the dream. (laughs) That's the
2: game I've been dreaming of since I was, like... I don't know, how old was I when Ruby and Sapphire came out?
0: Yeah. Because
2: that was the first generation where you couldn't go back to older places, because with mm. Generation 2 you could go back to Kanto. And I just, I, I, I've I wanted this for so long, Nintendo, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, like that's been the dream for me for a really long time. And I don't think that's it, but it is my dream. <laughs> I think it's going to be a really simple, like, remake or something.
0: It's a step. It's a step, if it is.
2: Yeah, like, I'll take it because, you know, Pokemon on... What it
0: shows me, too, is I feel like there's maybe been some denial that, like, over time, the Switch is uh, is the successor to both Wii U and 3DS. Like, this will be the main platform. I think Game Freak coming out and going, hey, look, we're working on a mainline Pokemon game for... The Switch says that more than anything ever could, because um, they've only ever been their handheld devs. So, mm-hmm. like, knowing that they're making the jump to Switch, kind of says, "Hey, look, the the Switch is the it's it's the thing now, and, and it will be. We're still working yeah. on 3DS, but like, this will eventually be the thing we transition to, which is exciting to me. That's really exciting. Yeah,
2: I was kind of expecting to be annoyed during this press conference. Well, not press conference. Showcase whatever, um because I thought they were going to announce at least three games for the 3DS, and I'm going to want to there play it it on the Switch. And the only one they announced for the 3DS, technically, wasn't well during the like little half hour thing. Yeah. Was Fire yeah. Emblem Warriors, which oh, is also yeah. coming out on Switch. So Switch. I don't care. Like I'm playing it on Switch. <laughs>
0: And I guess if you count the Metroid <coughs> announcement, like in the treehouse, yeah, in or the treehouse,
2: the Metroid Samus Returns thing, which I'm probably not going to buy, so yeah, um, put, it on,
0: put it on Switch. Everything else was on um, Switch, so <laughs> yeah, which was awesome, which was great to see, which uh, I think was intentional. I, um, I think first, they, first E3 with the Switch, yeah,
2: yeah, I think they really uh, needed to sort of show that they have stuff for the Switch planned. Um, the biggest announcement, even though it was literally just, the, like, <laughs> a zoom out and some text, <laughs> was Metroid Prime 4.
0: It was enough to make people flip the fuck out, that's for sure. Did you see um, the
2: reaction from the Nintendo World Store?
0: No, I didn't I see I have
2: to link you the video afterwards, because it's just a bunch of men screaming in a room, and then, <laughs> like, someone in a Mario costume to the side going,
1: yeah!
0: That's awesome."
2: <laughs> awesome. Um... And it doesn't have a release date yet, so it gives me enough time to finally go back and play Metro there Prime One to Three, because um, I bought them on that sale that we uh, said you have said to... you were going to buy them and you didn't. Buy Metro. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that I was super excited about was Xenoblade Chronicles Two, um, which was announced in January, I believe. Yes. And yeah, whenever
0: they d- whenever they did the uh, switch thing.
2: This is still on track for December of this year.
0: Um, and it seems like it's gonna get a worldwide launch too. Like,
2: uh, I don't understand like, how they've made Xenoblade Chronicles that fast and localized it.
0: Yeah, because it's dubbed, which is which was awesome to see that they've done that already. Um,
2: yeah, it's got in- it's got like actual British English voices as well.
0: I'm glad they went ahead <clears> and did that again, like, um, because it it was localized that way the first game, because that's who localized it. Like, mm. it didn't get a Western, the Western release, like, th- like. I think we got it like a half
2: to... a year before you. Were yeah.
0: Then. So I'm glad that they kept the spirit of it and like, like you know what? That's too. They super like, didn't with
2: like Chronicles X. Like everyone was American <laughs> in that game. <laughs> uh. I don't know, like part of me is excited for Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but then the other part of mm-hmm. me is worried because they've changed pretty much everything about Xenoblade, and I'm just a little bit concerned that I'm going to be comparing it to the original Xenoblade Chronicles a lot, because I really do like that game. Um, Because they've like changed the art style to make it more anime, and they've changed mm-hmm. the way the yeah. combat works quite drastically, and... Kinross said that he liked the look of Xenoblade Chronicles 2's combat more. Um, um, whereas I'm like. I was all about Xenoblade Chronicles 1. Uh,
0: There's a, a good chance I might be in here too. Uh, Did you? You, I, you didn't. I had, you I had, yeah, I had some hard times with uh, the first game. But I. I also chalk that up with possibly my mindset playing it i want to revisit it so i'm not giving any any feelings i had in the first game i don't think are definitive at this point um i'd be
2: interested in if you ended up liking it or not which i understand if you wouldn't if you didn't like it but after spending 100 hours with it yeah i do kind of like it and i understand it a lot whereas this i'm just like i don't
0: know yeah i mostly had the the issues i had with it mostly the same kind of issues i have with like near automata Mm. um which is like there there's like i think the side content it it, it bugs me i know why it's there um now near automata has no excuse but but like xenoblade I know why it's there and like it's it's mostly there for it's not really there to serve any kind of story purpose no um but there's so but there's so much of it and i hated the quest log and the way it was labeled and stuff and it was just it was doing my head in and near kind of it, it strikes a similar core it's why i don't think i'm gonna finish near but i'll talk about that later Ooh. um yeah I'm, I'm probably shelving that game uh unfortunately <clears throat> but um but yeah, no, I, I don't think my feelings are definitive. I think playing it on the Wii was a big issue. I think I'd rather play it on 3DS, I think. The,
2: yeah. um, I like to describe s- Xenoblade Chronicles as the um single-player MMO. Because it's got a lot of, like, MMO features to it, but it's it's a single-player game. The,
0: uh, uh like, I, the <clears> ideas <throat> around the combat I really dug. Like, I liked the whole synergy and the way, that like, it worked with your party and, like, the combos and, and the way that the combat was set up. Um, It's just that... The UI all being on my screen in 480p on my TV was just doing me, and I couldn't do it. I, it, was bu- it, was <laughs> it was
2: It probably um, would have been fine when it was, you know, actually that time yeah.
0: frame. Yeah, and I was playing it on a normal TV, and, and yeah, it was just, it was, uh, I didn't hate it, though. So, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I'd like to revisit it on the on I the would pick it
2: up point. on the 3DS, because I don't know how it is in America. It's pretty cheap, though, here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I think it's fine. Um I
2: don't know if you've got a new three DS, but
0: Um, I don't, but I'd like to pick one. I'd like to pick up the new two DS. Yes,
2: get the new two DS because um, I want to know about it. And I've got uh, no that's, reason that's, to buy one, so
0: <laughs> That's on my that's on my holiday buy list for sure. Yes. Good year for
2: Nintendo getting you money. yeah um... yeah.
0: They're getting Switch money and uh, and I, TDS money.
2: I will say, I hate the fact that Xenoblade Chronicles 2 comes out at the end of the year, because I'm never going to play enough of it to know whether or not it belongs on my game of the year list or not.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a long game. Yeah, That's, that's going to be a tough one. I mean, unless you somehow blitz it like you did Persona. Um, I mean, I
2: could blitz it, I just kind of don't want to.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like, it took for me sure.
2: two months to beat the original Xenoblade Chronicles and I felt like that was an okay pace, but with so of five, I was just like constantly on edge that something was going to get spoiled uh-huh. for me, so with The with Shadow Blade Chronicles, I can imagine the story is going to be like, oh, we took down a god, because that's every JRPG pretty much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Excited for it. See how it goes. I genuinely thought they were going to announce that it was delayed until next year, but
0: sticking to their guns.
2: Looks like I might be wrong. Uh... Fire Emblem Warriors had four new characters announced. Um, Do you remember... Have we talked about Fire Emblem Warriors since they announced? Yes. Um,
0: Um, I don't think we've talked about it on the show, but we've talked about it in Discord, about the characters and... um, Okay, I'm going to get my frustrations
2: out of the way then.
1: Um, (laughs) So they
2: they have said in Fire Emblem Warriors they are only going to have characters from Awakening, Fates and Shadow Dragon. Which means you aren't going to see Hector... You aren't going to see Lynn, you aren't going to see Ike, you aren't going to see all these cool characters that people know and really, really like. Um, <clears throat> but They're, they're totally going to have like season passes for here's the Fire Emblem Seven characters or whatever. Um, the thing that pisses me off is the, the, they've said that the reason that that is is because they have the weapons triangle in this game and they don't want to have every lord from the franchise in this game who all use swords. Um, And they they wanted to balance it out a bit so that they had like characters that use different weapons or whatever. Every single character they've announced has a sword. (laughs) Every single one of them, including the two original characters that they've made for this fucking game. Why could they not use like something else? I don't know, like an axe or a spear. It's not that hard, I don't understand. I genuinely don't understand where they've gone. Too many characters use swords, so we've made two new characters that use swords. Can- help! <laughs> I don't understand. I'm hurt. My feelings are hurt.
0: Game looks pretty, though.
2: Yeah. They announced... <laughs> they announced Corrin, they announced Xander, they announced Ryoma, which I'm super excited about, and feel like they announced someone else. Who the fuck have they announced? Give me the box art. No, they announced three new characters, I was wrong, not four. Um, so the characters we have so far are the two new ones. Uh, Krom, Ryoma, Corian, Xander and Moth. Uh, all of which, you swords, just putting that out there. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, looking at the box. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would like to point out as well, you see the sword that Moth is holding and the sword that Crom is holding yeah same sword
0: <laughs> nice
2: <laughs> <laughs> not even different swords they're the same sword oh man um i will at least give it to the fates characters that their swords are very special and unique and whatever mm-hmm. um but anyway <laughs> i can't wait for this game it's what i've been asking for for a while uh we knew about it since january um, and I think it looks a little bit more strategic than Hyrule Warriors did, like with the fact that you can pair up characters and that has benefits that I didn't quite understand, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, and you can switch around the battlefield, which you couldn't be in the original Hyrule Warriors. I think it looks very, very neat. It looks very pretty. Um, and they announced the Crom Amiibo, which is the most important part because I've been wanting a chrom figure <laughs> for fucking ages, so I'll take it. <clears throat> and then new Kirby game, which I'm not particularly.
0: Yeah. Um. I are are these Kirby and Yoshi games actually called that, or are those like I, th- I think games? they're just placeholder
2: names because neither of them are coming out until next year. I'm gotcha. surprised that the Yoshi game isn't technically a Wooly World game.
0: It looks like it, yeah. Like, it, like... apparently it's made out of but felt it isn't, this time. Yeah. So oh, they
2: oh. Made, like made of, like felt and paper craft, so it's different. <clears throat>
0: um My only complaint <clears throat> with Kirby games is like I feel like Kirby games are super fucking easy. I've like, I've,
2: I've genuinely I, never played one, so I don't know.
0: I like them. I love Kirby All Stars on the SNES and like I played the game so much with my friends and I loved I liked Kirby sixty four. But like I feel like, like when I play a Kirby game, it's like I, I miss like running through the level. Like I don't I don't feel like I'm doing anything fun. Like, yeah. I, like I don't know. It's it's hard for me to get too hyped on Kirby. Um, the thing I was hyped about for the Yoshi thing is the music. I thought it was a Yoshi story sequel, which is no. I'm probably the only guy <laughs> on earth who'd get so hyped for that. No,
2: I'd be there with you
0: because <laughs> the the music really reminded me of Yoshi's story. And I like I looked over at my friend like this is is this Yoshi's story? Like are they doing this? Is this like I'm I'll be so hyped because oh, I that... love that game um that was the and, hardest uh, game
2: i ever played when i was a kid because i hated i, I used to just turn it off when i lost a yoshi because they used to get taken to, uh... away to prison
1: and i was like oh. <laughs> 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 my
0: mom my mom beat that game for me i, I, <laughs> born, so I didn't even i couldn't even do it <clears throat> but uh yeah i <clears throat> i'm excited i like yoshi so i'm i'm excited for i
2: never finished i never really got that far in Woolly world but The idea of a multiplayer co-op Yoshi game doesn't particularly excite me too much, because I played Woolly World once with Andy, and I have not touched the game since because it was such a fucking (laughs) dreadful experience. Like It's like, oh, you can make your friend into an egg? That's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good idea. Oh, you can throw them off the course? Oh, (laughs) brilliant idea. Oh, it'll put you into an egg that they have to manually pop to get you out. Great idea. I don't know. Yeah, I ju- You can't play that game unless you are playing it with someone who's going to take it seriously and not someone who's just there to make your life miserable.
0: For sure. Um,
2: so if it's got single-player stuff to it, then sure. Probably get it. Kirby, I don't know.
0: Yeah, she yeah um, I... It's hard for me to get hyped for Kirby. Unless it's like, bomb. I like Kirby's Air Ride. Give me a new one of those. I loved that game on the GameCube. Never but played shit a, out of it.
2: Never played a single Kirby the, game.
0: It was the Cart Racer made by... um, Was it Sakurai? Yeah. The, the, uh, yeah. Kirby I, Daddy. I loved that game.
2: Yeah, the closest I've gotten to playing Kirby game is Smash Bros. So not very close. Same with Metroid, actually. I've never played a Metroid game. Me neither. It's one of those things that I'm like, I should... Do these things?
0: Yeah, people get people go nuts for them, so it's like um oh, I'll see what it's about.
2: Do it one day. I'll do it one day.
0: I mean, I bought them,
2: and like someone I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Then, um, then. Rocket League got announced. Yeah, they announced
0: Rocket League with cross-platform play for Xbox One and PC. Would you um, pick up Rocket, one, Rocket, Rocket
2: League again so No. to uh, play it in a car? <laughs> play would you play would you buy it again for a little hat that goes on your car it's a mario yes
0: hat. the 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 toppers and cosmetics are the reason i would buy it like they the xbox one version i was like oh man they have exclusive cosmetics like the halo warthog but like the switch version with like the mario hat and potentially other stuff maybe like carts for mario kart maybe one day who knows um, <laughs> um i would be in for that and and yeah uh, I love rocket League so like having it on the switch I think is I don't think I'd be as willing to just rebuy it like I already own it and mm. you know I get mad at the game enough I don't want to smash my switch but um it's uh, it's one of the best moves is getting that game not only on the switch but also cross-platform with pc and Xbox one um, is is huge that's big that ensures that that version is one of the definitive versions of the game like any other platform which is awesome it's uh um, it's great. I'm probably not going to buy stuff. it.
2: Rocket League is you, one of those things make that just makes me... Just looking at it, makes me anxious. I'm like, oh. <laughs> 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 I can't, can't do it.
1: <clears throat> and
2: then they talked about the Breath of the Wild expansion pass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, more importantly, they announced four new amiibos. Oh, yeah. In the process... Kind of spawn in the game a little bit. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't
0: remember what they were. That's um, that's fine. They're not like so.
2: They're just characters in the game that are very important. There's uh, the one that
0: looks like she has the stick up her ass. Um, the oh, forget which one it was. Um, but like the stand, it looks like it's upper bum. No. Uh, it's funny looking. Poor um, poor person.
2: Let us see here. I'm gonna have to let them up the water. Say I'm not looking forward to the hunt of trying to find them though. I'm assuming it's a bosa. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate! She's the best one! <laughs>
0: It is a great looking amiibo. Other, otherwise, um, maybe in person, depending on what angle you have it on. Um, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. No. That's 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 awesome. As someone who's not, doesn't have a Switch yet and is excited to get into Breath of the Wild. I, oh, I'm so, I'm so excited, excited for you to get into Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I'm still pumped. Anything they show, it still gets me pumped. I'm um.
2: I will say, with the expansion pass stuff, I'm not touching any of it until the story expansion comes out in winter. And then gotcha. I will, because there's like not a ton that really interests me in this. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, there's a new trial. Okay, the new hard mode. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll just get to that in winter when I'm, <clears throat> you know,
0: primed and ready. Yeah. Um,
2: when I'm definitely not playing the last thing that I want to talk about. I'm definitely not playing Super Mario Odyssey.
0: Game looks so good. I like am so excited. <laughs> oh. That a, and I'm a lot of people were predicting it wouldn't make this year, and I have faith in them. One. It's like the game looked far along when they announced the Switch. And I'm glad it got a date and it looks so good.
2: And I honestly it thought looked... it would be late November. The fact that it's late October pleases me mm-hmm. immensely. Um and I said this that in song. Discord the other day. Like we get Mario and a Zelda game in one year. That's, that's get... incredible. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good year. The song, I love, because it oh, totally fits in with like the New York Broadway sort of yeah, theme that they've yeah. got going on.
0: It was great. <clears throat>
2: the fact that Pauline's a character again in, like, not a side game, that makes me super happy. Uh, she's the mayor of New Donk City.
0: You get to wear a top hat. Your top hat can possess people.
2: Oh my oh, god, so the good. possession thing! <laughs> Sorry, <clears throat> they said it's yeah. not possession.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: <laughs> being captured. Um.
0: Oh yeah, they're a great pun.
2: Yep. Uh, well. <laughs> I like to think that Miyamoto heard the word "captured," realized that the word, there is a, an alternate word for hat being "cap," and <laughs> <laughs> went. We've got to make a new
1: Mario
0: game. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. That was just, That was the uh, the kicker moment. Yeah, it it looks marvelous. Is, is, like... is the word.
2: I haven't properly loved a Mario game like a 3D Mario game since Mario Sunshine because Mario Galaxy I found really difficult to play because of the sort of like perspective and stuff
1: mm-hmm. because of yeah. the
2: like roundness of the planets. Um, so that took me out for Mario Galaxy and Mario Galaxy 2. Um, I only sort of like Sunshine a little bit, whereas Mario 64 is one of my favourite games of all time and I've wanted like a new one of those for a really, really long time. So I pre-ordered this game already, and I don't care. You come at me. It comes with a fucking replica cap thing. Cappy, <laughs> is that his name? <laughs>
0: Could you wear it? Is it an oh yeah, it's hat? an actual hat with <clears> eyes. Oh, <laughs> amazing! See, that's the pre-order bonus. That's the pre-order bonus. That's pre-order bonus. Right there. That's 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 what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I'll find a link for awesome. you
2: so you can have a look at it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, the game looks fantastic. Like there's, it's gonna be one hell of a um, one hell of a debate for Gody this year. Oh god, um, I'm not. I'm not on looking Nintendo alone.
2: To it in one way, but at the same time, we got two massive games from Nintendo.
0: Yeah. Which are probably going to dominate a, a lot of goty talks. Like on top of all the, all the other stuff that's been released this year. Yeah, like that's including
2: like Horizon, yeah,
0: and Persona, and Persona and it's a it's a hell of a hell of a year. Um it's exciting. It's exciting when um times are good when oh look at that freaking <laughs> <hell>.
1: Time... <laughs>
2: I'm going to wear and box it all the box art's
0: really time. nice. I this is my first time seeing the box art actually. Yeah, it's um, good I box
2: like it. art. I don't know like where the dinosaurs come into it. Don't
0: know. Ooh, look at him with that safari outfit on in that one postcard. Yeah, in the. In the...
2: What was it that I saw on Twitter? Uh... Someone asked the question like it was a really dumb question. Like, um, if you capture a dinosaur, can you still ride Yoshi? And Miyamoto
0: was like, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> It'd make
1: Yoshi really uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Again, it was great.
1: Yeah, I'm
2: super excited for Mario. Like, how long has it been since Mario Galaxy 2? Because they've done a lot of like 2D ones, like 2D and 3D, like Mario 3D World.
0: Um, Galaxy 2 was uh, 2010, May of 2010. Oh my god. So seven, seven years, years. <laughs> a f- a full like actual three D. 3D- I mean, people will argue three D world, but it wasn't the same. It was a stage based game, like um yeah, you know, it right was seven it, years. It was
2: completely different to like Mario sixty four.
0: So yeah, I'm gonna play the shit
2: out of this game. I'm gonna hundred percent this game. Promise you that now,
0: because it's probably gonna be an absolute joy to do too. Um, the music, I can't wait to hear the music. That's what I'm ex- one of the things I'm. I've
2: had for. that fucking one up girl song in my head <laughs> since E3 and it won't go away and I'm totally okay with it. It's a good song. I love the theme. I, l- I just love everything. I love everything. I just love video games so much. <laughs> Although they are so- sort of um getting to the point a little bit where they're oversharing on features in the game? Yeah. Uh, Through like Twitter accounts and stuff. I'm like, do not show me any more worlds. I don't want to know. I just want to be surprised. But yeah, apparently, I, no one else wants to be surprised anymore.
0: So. Yeah, I feel like a lot of devs are like really eager to show everything, and a lot of a lot of people out there willing to just eat it up. And we see it with the Prompto trailer. We see it with uh, with stuff like this, and um, and yeah. Just don't don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. So, so E 2017. We did it. Um, overall, I like. Like, I think I mentioned on Twitter, like, after it all ended, like, it wasn't a terrible E3. There were less surprises, but we got a lot of games that we'll be playing over the next year, mm-hmm. a year and a half, that all look pretty damn good. So, um,
2: I'm very I'm excited. excited. And then you've got, like, the other stuff that wasn't announced at E3. Like, you've got all the 700 Yakuza games that
1: are coming out.
0: Yeah. um, They were they were on the show floor, but they didn't talk. That's, that's the other thing about Sony's that was kind of strange is, like, they didn't show certain things that, like, like I don't know. Like I think you could have slipped the Yakuza Six trailer in there, and had a big floor presence at E three. They recreated the one entire street from um Kamurocho on the show floor. Like they, they put a lot of time into the booth, but like <clears throat> they didn't like give it any show time. It's like what the heck? But yeah, like Yakuza. I've got um yeah two Yakuza's this year. Well, no one Yakuza. Well, technically two if you count zero. I already played it, but yeah, it's coming out one Yakuza, then a Yakuza in January.
2: You, you, got, you got a lot of Yakuza good, to play. I've got to get on, on. Zero go at some Yakuza. point.
0: Love it. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, But yeah, so. I actually will point out, the, uh... I went into
2: a shop the other day trying to find Yakuza, Yakuza Zero. They'd sold oh. out. So
0: uh... <gasps> Oh, see, it's so good. You can't yeah. keep it in stock. It's mm-hmm. flying off the shelves. I'm going to have to week.
2: Amazon it. And I don't like doing that. I'm going to have to, I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> it's flying up. Maybe it'll go on sale like sometime.
2: Uh I'm like a...
0: at just the right at just the right time.
2: Yeah, I just bought Final Fantasy Type Zero H D, so I don't need another game for a little bit.
0: Yeah, you're good. You're good
2: for um, a bit. I'm gonna check how much while you do the wrap up of the thing.
0: So yeah, those are the games we'll be playing uh in the future. we we'll, we will that that is my transition into here are the games we're playing now. Um mm-hmm. so now we'll <clears throat> get into some of the stuff we've been playing. Um uh, some some of the hot takes maybe on certain games some people might not enjoy uh so um i just want to preface that i know some people are really into Nier automata <laughs> <laughs>
2: it bums I've me out i played a little bit of it and i wasn't mad on the gameplay particularly
0: there's things about it did you want to go first or or um or uh what about should i just sh- like what we've been playing. <clears throat> no, like, no, no, you can go should first. I just, should I just just hop in and you go for it? I'm gonna go. I have three game. I'm gonna go in order of um best or no worst to best. Um, in terms of how I feel about them. Um, actually, there's only one I really I'm not really enjoying. The other two I'm enjoying immensely. But uh, yeah. So I started playing Near Automata as my follow up to Persona. Um, which is like you know, I played one long ass game. Figured I'll jump into another long ass game. <laughs> and near can be long. I mean, it, it is long. Like there's multiple endings, but one ending is not the end of the game. Like you, you need to keep playing it. Um, I initially was really enjoying this thing, and the, like there's a lot to love about it. The music's great. Um, the the story content is really interesting. Um, the uh, combat. Is fun, uh, the localized like because it, it. You got Morgana's voice it, actor in there. Mm, it's
2: like you playing Persona Five all yeah, over again.
0: Yeah, Matt Mercer's in there. Morgana's in there, um, it, but there's some things about it that are holding me back, and like it's it's going to be some complaints where some people might go like, "Oh, well, just don't do these things then." And it's like I, I. It might be easy for someone to say like, "Oh, I'm gonna skip the side content," or "I'm gonna," but it goes beyond the side content, and it's a and it's there's two things working in tandem against me in this game that just I when I'm playing it, I just I just don't want to do anything. Like I, I I'll stand in one spot and go, I don't feel like doing this. The map in this game is the worst map in any video game I've ever played, and that's no hyper like this. There's things in Near Automata that are reminding me of why I started getting sick of Mass Effect Andromeda. And that is like side quest Bloat. I have so many of them. And then on top of that, it, the map is like a three-dimensional kind of map where it's like it isn't just, oh, I open the map and there's the icons. I open the, I open the map and I can rotate the whole thing and, and certain icons are underground. So when you look at the map, there's a dot underground. But where that dot is isn't necessarily where you need to go. It's just where it is underground. So the entrance to wherever it is you need to go isn't necessarily at that dot. So, like, I don't know where the fucking entrance is. I get to some of these stupid waypoints. And some of them aren't quests I already have. They are quests that are on the map that you can go find. And they have question marks on them. So... I guess for some people it's fun to explore the world. Like, no, but it's not fun to explore the world when the, the map is working against me personally. And it's, it's probably a personal issue because I, I don't think I've seen a lot of complaints about it necessarily online. But the side quests in the map system are just they're killing me. They're, they're absolutely murdering me. And it isn't that I don't want to do these things. I, I have to do side quests. I feel like I'm shortchanging myself if I'm skipping a lot of content, especially when there's so many of them. And some of them do have interesting little stories uh, in them. And I just it's bumming me out because like otherwise I like a lot about the game, but I just don't feel like playing any of it. And, and knowing that um, <clears throat> reading something that I read and again, people in the comments can judge me and go, like, Oh you, you haven't actually played it yourself. So you don't actually know um, or whatever. Um, After ending one, you play the entire beginning of the game again as a different character from a different perspective. And you're doing like all the same things again. Like no, like <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do that. Like I'm, so, I'm sorry. This game is, this game could be a hidden masterpiece, but I just, I don't want to play it. Uh, as you know, and it, it's unfortunate, but like the side quest and the map, they're, they're, they may seem like small things to some people, but it's just too much. Like it's a reason I don't play Andromeda anymore: is navigating that quest log and that crappy map and just trying to wrangle all of that stuff. Just eventually after. Ten hours starts wearing thin on me, and I just don't want to do it anymore. Like I just can't. I can talk about side so, quests
2: in a different game later.
0: <laughs> yes, so. I like. To, I'd like to hear your opinion on Horizon side quests because I, I thought they were pretty good. Um, overall, uh, it, it was kind of refreshing playing them after like playing other open world stuff. But uh, but yeah, near Nier near doesn't do them good. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, I will and say Nier's
2: with with um, Nero I played like. Maybe an hour of it? Uh, Andy's, because he was like, you have to play this game, this game's amazing, I really, really like it. And I was like, okay. And I played, like, the first hour. And I've never had that, like, urge to go back and play more of it.
0: Apparently, after, like, three endings or so, the story kicks into overdrive, it's like... I- it's it's like a one piece situation where it's like or like you know I don't I don't want to have to spend seventeen hours of something before like it it's starts like to like when
2: people say Final Fantasy Thirteen gets good after the first twenty hours <laughs>
0: like nah like I'm good like, <laughs> I I just don't I am sure this game is wonderful and. Like it's gotten universal praise, and I'm so happy it sold so well for Yokotaro because you know these the near games are niche, and it's amazing, it's a miracle even that they even made a second one, um, and it's great that it's doing so well. I, I like seeing his reactions on Twitter to the sales, and and it's great for the fans of the first game that they they've gotten something like this, and it seems to have met their expectations. But. Um, I just don't enjoy playing it, like, moment to moment. And initially I was. Initially with the music and all this stuff and the combat and, and all that stuff was really fun. But there was a lot of stuff in between those. And and if I – I, the game did not need to be open world. And that is, like, not, I don't know why it is. Like, I like I, I know it's – the first game kind of was. It was a semi-open world RPG. I know that's kind of the spirit of Nier. It's not just a straight action game. But I think it, to me it, it would – do itself a favor if it cut the open world stuff and was more of a bayonetta like game, where you're going from chapter to chapter, area yeah. to area, through a curated story, opposed to here's this crappy map you have to wrangle with these tiny ass red dots that are so impossible to pinpoint where they're at. And then I just I don't like to I don't like the traverse in the world. If I'm not enjoying getting around the world, I'm not going to enjoy the rest of the game, and it's it's a bummer. But yeah, yeah, the yeah. automatic. Um, what else? You been thing I'm playing. I've been playing uh, I'm playing Morrowind, the Elder Scrolls Online expansion. Tell account. me about it. Um, or I I would struggle to call it an expansion. That's not a negative thing. Uh, it's it's they they haven't even called it an expansion. It's just it's just general um, nature to want to call it that because it does add a, a whole lot of stuff. But. Um, I've been playing that and I started a new character with it because with the way Elder Scrolls Online works now with one Tamriel, everything kind of scales in a way. So you can kind of go anywhere and do whatever you want, whenever you want. And it always gives you appropriate reward experience, all of that. So I started a new character with a new class and I've always liked ESO. It's one of my favorite MMOs to play next to Final Fantasy because, I mean, without having to sub, I can jump in whenever. Mm. And I like Elder Scrolls lore. I like being in places that I don't typically see in mainline entries. Uh... And the whole idea of Morrowind was to kind of give fans of that game that, um, nostalgic experience of rolling through Vordenfell again, um, but like 600 years in the past or so before the Red Mountain erupts. Um, so it's a lot less ashy. It's a lot less like, um, Mm. foggy and stuff like that. So it's, it's, there's areas of the continent are a lot more lush, um, which is cool to see, um. And it's actually – it seems like it's taking place right before Red Mountain erupts because a lot of people are kind of in doom and gloom mode, um, which is which is fun to see. It's fun to hear the Bard song singing about, like, you know, the Red Mountains erupting, just grab a drink, stuff like that. It's fun to It's fun to experience Vordenfell before it turned into a, a dump. Um, so, like, seeing Balmora and cities like that while there are still kind of vegetation in them and trees um, – is, is a treat. And what was so great and I'm enjoying this a lot. A lot of people have kind of turned on it and they're not enjoying it as much cuz the Stormblood came out for Final Fantasy and like that's a real expansion and it's like whatever. I you know, I they're two different MMOs. They play entirely differently. They have different philosophy. I, it's hard to compare the two. Getting off of the boat at Saidanine, which is where you get off of the boat in the original Morrowind and just kind of knowing where everything's at uh and hearing like the old Morrowind music uh is like so nice and it was an ex- I am so grateful to be able to do that again but in a newer engine with um newer characters around and obviously seeing the way things were before the volcano erupted and seeing them build Vivek City and just seeing Aldrahun in its earlier days and and Sadravth and all these things before they were covered in ash and before a lot of the grass and vegetation and stuff turned sour it's really cool i i'm absolutely loving it and i'm really glad that they used a lot of the old music tracks. I was afraid that they, I mean, not that it would be um, a problem if they made new music for it because, like, it's their version of the game. They're allowed to do that. And I'd rather them not just copy and paste music, um, but they integrated the classic Morrowind music into newer tracks. And when they swell up and kick on and stuff, it's really awesome to, like, walk into Balmora and hear Peaceful Waters or um, Blessing of Vivek and all those songs from the old game that, like, just it's, this expansion exists just to just to just for me <laughs> um uh cuz it it's it's so cool to just know where everything's at G- going into sedanine and knowing that when I take a right out of sedanine there is a silt strider fast travel station and or going left and following the mountainside and knowing that there's a ruin here or a little cave a, a Kwama mine and then going down and there's Balmora and like just seeing all that stuff exactly where it was when i left it because what they did was they imported the map of morrowind the original game and developed on top of it so everything is where it's where it is in the game and it's just it's really cool i i'm enjoying my time with it a lot i need um, to uh
2: try out yeah so again it's the only time i ever yep. played it was that one time
0: yeah was we it, tried the beta we
2: tried the beta was it was it all four others or was it just me you, and kubo i don't remember if yokarama was there or not Ah, uh,
0: I think there was only three of us. I um because
2: I remember waiting in a place, seeing these arrows floating around, going, Where oh, are you?" Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, the game has the game has come a long way uh, since that beta.
2: Yeah, with the uh, mega server. Oh. Oh, yeah, no.
1: they've done
0: a they've done a lot of, and the one Tamriel update is like kind of the cherry on top to how this game plays compared to other mmos like i want to get stormblood but i'm behind on the story how much would
2: it cost me to buy all of the expansions and stuff now
0: um if you wanted to get everything with all the dlc that might be a bit pricey because they have two editions of the game they have actually you can get the base game like super super cheap actually like without any of the dlc that shit sometimes goes on sale for like 6 bucks um, like on like key websites or even just like Walmart and stuff. That's that's states that's state stuff. But, um, I'm gonna have a look. the gold edition comes with all of the DLC that the game had before Morrowind, and I don't quite understand why they released because because you could also buy the base game in Morrowind <laughs> for, for full price. Um, but that comes with none of the other DLC, which is strange. Okay. Um, so... Or you can buy the Gold Edition, which comes with all the DLC.
2: So the Gold Edition comes with all the DLC? Aside from Yes.
0: Morrowind. Gold Edition comes with everything besides Morrowind, yeah. So
2: it cost me £80 pounds to get up to date with the DLC. Which isn't bad. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I mean, there's a lot. And, like, The amount that's in them, like with Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood and Shadows of the Hist and Oh yeah, Thieves Guild's in there
2: now, isn't it? I need need to play this um,
0: game. (laughs) And it's good content, too. The Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood stuff's really good stuff. And uh they Orsinium was another DLC they released, which is just as big as Morrowind, uh, but that that's included in the gold edition. And they've done a really good job supporting the game post launch. One Tamriel's great because like, unlike Final Fantasy, where I fall behind, with Elder Scrolls Online, due to one Tamriel, I'm kind of like, I'm never, I never feel like I'm behind at all. Like, I can always jump on and, like, do dungeons, and I will always get rewards equal to my level. Or, I'll, you know, and it never makes any of the content obsolete. And I'm not comparing this unfavorably to Final Fantasy, but it's just as I'm playing ESO currently, it's a nice comfort while I'm playing other games. Um, Like when a new expansion comes out in Final Fantasy, like a lot of the old stuff kind of becomes obsolete in a reward perspective. Like mm. any of the old raids, you're not getting any gear from those that are going to be useful for you. Any old dungeons, you can still do them and you'll still do them through duty roulette and stuff and a lot of the old fates and all that stuff for leveling up. But like you won't really get anything meaningful from them. But whereas with ESO, because everything scales, once you hit level 50 and, and, and champion point 160, you'll like everything in the game rewards you, like, equal. Like, all the old dungeons all have veteran difficulties. All of the old raids all have veteran difficulties. All of the newer stuff has these veteran difficulties. And all of the old zones and all the old world bosses and all these things will all give you rewards equal to your max level. So, like, everything in this game is relevant at all times. So it's really cool to, like, know that when they release new content, the old stuff is still worth doing. So even if you don't buy all the DLC right off the bat... Like you can still hit max level and do everything, and like everything is all under one umbrella, which is really nice. Yeah, like nice. it's one thing I really like about one thing I really like about ESO that it makes it feel like this is one giant world that doesn't always just like leave stuff behind, which isn't a negative thing with Final Fantasy. It's just the way MMOs have always worked. Yeah. Like it's the way WoW has always worked. Final Fantasy works that way, and and they add a a, a crazy amount in Stormblood and Heaven's Ward to make it okay to leave stuff behind. So, but it's just. When I get behind in one of those other MMOs like WoW or Final Fantasy, it, it, you could feel it when I when, I, when you go back. Yeah. But with ESO, it's like, I can always jump back in and whatever. But yeah, the game's come a long way. I, I really enjoy it. Um, the
2: thing that makes it the most appealing to me is the fact that it doesn't have a subscription fee. Because yes. I can't reliably yep. have money set aside for, like, Final Fantasy. Even I, though, like, what I've played of exactly. Final Fantasy XIV, I've really, really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's great. Um, we should we should do another video on that where we go and get chocolates.
0: I would love to. I would love to. I'm I'm probably gonna be resubbing shortly because I do want to buy Stormblood uh, and play that. Um, it's just like getting back into Final Fantasy is like it's expensive because yeah. then I want to buy the expansion and then the month and then it's like close to sixty bucks. Do you not
2: get a free month with the expansion?
0: Nope. That's kind of they shit. They should. <laughs> they should. Yeah. Uh the precedent has been set where like no World of Warcraft expansion has ever done it and like so everyone else was just like, Well fuck it, they don't do it, whatever. Um, where it's like it would be really nice if they <laughs> offered that. Like it it would be there's a, there's actually a lot of things that bum me out about Stormblood, uh the story skip potion being one of them, which I think should be given for free for anyone who buys the expansion, much like World of Warcraft does nowadays with their level boosts. Um but that's a rant for another day. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I... I might have ranted on it on this episode, on a show before. I feel like on, you on have a, definitely
2: ranted on it, but don't know if you're yeah.
0: recording or not. It's, it's... Well, that ooh, it makes me so mad. But, uh, but yeah, um, I'm enjoying ESO a lot. It's, it's, its like you said, without a sub fee, it's the MMO that I can always kind of just have around. And I—and because I'm not paying for a month, like if I buy a month of Final Fantasy, I feel bad if I'm playing anything else but it, because I just paid to play it. Yeah. And,
2: I felt that way um, about World of Warcraft.
0: Yeah. I feel like I'm wasting my money if I don't play it enough. And then if I let a mother month accidentally charge, it's like, well fuck. I yeah. shit like damn it. Um the thirty bucks that I really didn't get anything out of and so it's nice with ESO. There is a sub and and, and actually to to say, um if you subscribe to ESO plus, you get access to all of the D L C while you're subscribed. So if you if you play ESO like a normal MMO where you pay monthly the only thing you'd have to pay extra for is Morrowind. That's not included. It's like an expansion, technically. Um, hmm. So, like, if if you're a person who likes to subscribe to MMOs, ESO is a pretty good value in that you get so much content just for subscribing. As well, on top of that, you also get every month you get in-game currency or like the like the cash shop currency for being subscribed. So ESO Plus is pretty decent if you're into subscribing to MMOs. But if you're not, you don't have to, which is nice.
1: That is um, nice.
0: The third game that i've been playing oh you're gonna say I, no i was still, literally still just something. gonna go uh, what was
2: okay. the last game you were playing?
0: <clears throat> yeah the last game i've been playing and this really fast is uh one that i just recently bought um i love i don't i don't think i talk about it a lot on shows or and even on twitter but i love arcade style twin stick shooters there games that like i i like a good game that i could turn on and like put something else on and just play and like zone out and just get in get in Zone out and get in the zone, either one. If zoning out means I'm not getting a high score, but like then I can get in the zone and just get jacked into this game. Um like I love Resogun. I love Stardust, I love Geometry Wars. Wars, Assault Android Cactus, which I think one of our listeners' friends made Assault Android Cactus. I remember that game being recommended long, long, long ago in the comments. Um, but when the game was still a demo, that must uh, have been a very long time out. ago. Because it's been a
2: while since yeah. comment. <laughs>
0: the game came out. Yeah, <laughs> the game came out to uh, critical success then too. So it was nice to see. The game is fantastic. If that person still listens to the show, tell your friend they made a good game. They, they probably won't care at this point because they're rolling in the dough. But um, <laughs> you know, they, uh, probably not. But you know, it's, it's a good game. But yeah, I love turn Six shooters. So. It kind of snuck up on me. I remember seeing it at E3, I don't know if it was a year or two ago, Next Machina, the new game from Housemark and Eugene Jarvis. Eugene Jarvis is like a legendary arcade developer. He, he did Robotron and Smash TV and a lot of, a lot of um, popular arcade games. And Housemark are just probably the best at what they do in terms of making a twin-stick shooter. They're Stardust and Dead Nation, Alienation and Resogun guys. And they just knock it out of the park every time. And Nex Machina i think is a perfect game i uh, i put about maybe 11 hours into it so far i've done most of season one's arena challenges i haven't beaten the total of arcade mode yet because it is freaking hard but this game if you like twin stick shooters if you like arcade games if you like setting high scores if you like resogun especially it's a no freaking brainer instant purchase um if if you had not known of the game beforehand you're welcome <laughs> um if you like resogun that like the 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 guns, big thing, well, it wasn't the main draw, but one nice side effect of the game was the voxels and blowing up enemies, like, exploded into these blocks and pixels all over the screen, and they did that again with Next Machina, only you're on foot this time, and just the way the game flows with uh, weapons and power-ups and the secret humans to find and the secret levels and the different things to uncover, a lot of the environments destructible... Game is just an absolute blast. I've played pretty much nothing but that over the last week. Uh, when, when did I buy it? Yeah, well, since Tuesday, um, and it's been so fun. I I absolutely love that game. I would glowing recommendation. Buy it if you like twin stick shooters. Um, I know Andy likes Twin Stick Shoes. Andy, buy You like Rezzo and Stardust? Buy this game. He's probably not listening to this. Ebby, relay this message to Andy right no, now. No, because he Tell says he to listens to Permadeath, S- <laughs> so this is the test.
1: <laughs> this is
2: the test to see yeah. if he lies or not. All right. Yeah.
0: Tweet at me, Tweet at me Andy, if you're listening to this right now. Um, I will buy Next Machina. Tweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is the test. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, great game. Because um, I, I was just talking to him on Twitter two days ago about Twin Stick Shoes because he likes Stardust and, and, and stuff, so. Um, if, you, if you like Stardust, it is this is Housemark. This is the same developer, so um, their pedigree is um, untouched here. So, yeah. That's pretty much all I've been doing. Um, playing a lot of ESO and, uh, like, Overwatch still, obviously, and Next Machina you know, and all that stuff. Yeah,
2: so. lots of Overwatch. Yeah. Uh, can we take a break for a second? Because I really need to use the bathroom. Yeah. Room.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Should we hit stop on the record? or Keep
2: the recording going, but note down somewhere gotcha. that... This gotcha. happened that like two hours twenty nine ish. Yeah. All right. I'll be back in a second. I'm sorry for the noise that's going to be on the recording, but I'll mute it so you don't have to. Look oh, we're to good. It now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry.
0: <coughs> we interrupt this broadcast to bring you nothing. I've got nothing I figure when a show takes a break when, when you do a long form podcast um, you know it, it beca- there, there comes times for discomfort you know I, I just want the listeners at home to know this uh, currently I, I, it's really hot in my room and the the remote control for my air conditioner is very far it's very far across the room um, I can't grab it right now because' I'm, I'm doing this um, uh, technically I could get up right now and grab it because this is technically intermission time. Um, but there is no intermission time in the world of permadeath. That's why I'm here. I'm sorry I'm still talking. I am sweaty. Yeah, I just want you guys to know. You guys know what I look like. You've seen me on video. Just imagine me soaked. I'm, <laughs> I'm not soaked. That's that's the wrong image I think I was trying to convey. That, that, this is an erotic. Just ima- Just imagine I'm uncomfortable. As you might be now at this intermission. You might be uncomfortable um you know uh, um just imagine that and now imagine you sitting listening to this in the perfect comfort of your home you have free reign to do whatever you want um well us showmen uh, we don't have that we don't have that uh, opportunity you know it's um it's uh it's a sacrifice it's a thing we do um for you you know uh, we we wake up every day i wake up every day anyway i i get a shower and i think i look myself in the mirror i wipe the fog away i'm just trying to draw the i'm just trying to set the scene here I wipe the fog away and uh, and I uh, you know I I look at myself in the eyes. I look myself. I don't know how often you guys look yourselves in the eyes in the mirror, um, but it's an intimate moment between you and yourself. And I say this is for them. And then I and then I uh, <clears throat> I uh, dry my hair off and uh, I get dressed. And that whole day is for you guys. You know that's I set the tone. I tell myself because when you tell yourself something in your head, it's one thing, you know, but when you, um, when you uh, look yourself in the eyes and, you know, eye contact with yourself. That it's not, that's not something you get to do very often, you know. But looking in the mirror and making eye contact with yourself, and this is for them. This whole day. Everything I do today. The marshmallows I'm going to eat. The cupcakes I'm going to eat. The clothes I wear. You know, what I say to the gas station attendant. It's all for them. You know, uh, the text messages I send to my parents. You know, the, uh, the people oh. I swipe right on on Tinder that day. That's all for back. them. Welcome back. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. thought you'd gone as well. No. Sorry, my mom was like, he I... helped me with something for a second? And I'm like, not really, but sure. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's always the word. It always happens with like with my dad. Like, I'll go downstairs for something, like, really quick. And I'm like, does want to see something? Like, ah. <laughs> this sounds like such an asshole thing to say, but no. you <laughs> can't. <clears throat>
1: anyway, I'm back.
0: But, but anyway, what have you been playing, Abby? I Ooh, mean, I know loads of stuff. Uh, <laughs> did we ever talk
2: about how shit Overwatch was <laughs>
0: <laughs> in the uh, during the anniversary event?
2: I've never um... had so many legendary skins that have
0: nothing to do with an event before. <sighs> that was a bad event. Like, I mean, good skins, good emotes, good like. Good cosmetic,
2: impossible yeah. to get without buying loot boxes. If,
0: if there was ever an event where it became so apparent that something was wrong with the loot box system in Overwatch, this was the one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always had complaints with it, but I've kind of always kind of gotten my way. Eventually, this though was like, <sighs> what the fuck? Getting Wolf, Hanzo, getting fucking he's old ass legendary. Should God not Zarya, be in. <laughs> <clears throat> I would have had a heart attack. Like, there's, that's the end of, right there. I hate that skin too. That would have been terrible. I would have f- flipped it out.
2: I bought so many just coins, like legendary yeah. coins, legendary skins from the base game. Eventually, Luckily. I bought twenty-four loot boxes and managed to get the coins I wanted to buy the skins that I didn't get in the loot boxes. Which,
0: yeah, the <laughs> the the only skins I didn't get that I really wanted, I wanted Beekeeper May. I wanted um, what was, I wanted Symmetra, and I wanted uh, shit, I wanted Genji, but I got um, Diva. I got Tracer. I got and I got I got Diva, Tracer, and Soldier. Um, sure, fine, a fine haul. Ugh. I wanted Lucio. That I wanted Lucio badly because it Soldier changes skin. his music.
1: <laughs> I hate yeah,
0: it. Yeah, that bu- that buzz cut, that buzz cut's looking stupid. I and actually his weird chicken chicken feet. <laughs>
2: I hate it. In the end, I didn't do too bad, but I did buy 24 loot boxes, mm-hmm. and I had to buy the three skins that I actually wanted. Um, so the skins that dropped for me were Bastion, Genji, Hanzo, Mei, and Zarya. And then I had to buy Diva, Symmetra, and Tracer, which were the three skins that I actually wanted. I wanted to get Lucio as well, could not. Yeah. justify buying another 50 boxes to try and get it.
0: I wanted mostly Lucio because I don't have any Lucio skins I just realized and I play him a lot mm. and his music changes with that gun and I wanted yeah. it so
2: bad. That's a cool skin.
0: But oh well.
2: Uh next year maybe when they add yeah. even more yeah. legendary <laughs> skins. Um, Luckily
0: though on the box front they seem to be making some improvements. Um they just oh, announced can't yes yesterday. Oh wait. Less drastically less dupes and more coins dropping in place of those. So If you go
2: on the PTR and... they give you five boxes to like open just to try out none of it carries over to the actual game.
0: Did you try it out? I tried it out
2: got no dupes whatsoever. It was incredible <sighs> because every box I open has at least three dupes in it. And I'm not joking. Every box I open has at least three dupes Fuck in it. Fuck yeah.
0: Well, nice. That's a that's a that change could work well in the long run. I have things I like to see done, like adding a way to get gold more reliably. If but you gave
2: me a just... way to buy credits, I'd do that over loot boxes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which is probably yeah.
2: why they don't want to do it. But <laughs> I, I think I'd be more sure. tempted to be like, I'll buy ten thousand credits rather than I'll buy twenty four loot boxes, mm-hmm. even if they were the same price. Like. Because then I can just buy what I want. Because it sucks in events when you're yeah. like, I've got to grind to either get the drop that I want, or just hopefully get enough dupes to to get the coin for it, or whatever.
0: So, I don't
2: know. I don't know, I don't know. But.
0: For sure. I. I've
2: I got like no it What's whatsoever.
0: What's that golden loot box that they Oh the just
2: go- the released? golden loot box is um a thing that you get through Twitch Prime? Oh okay, um, that's
0: the only way to only way to get it.
2: Yeah, you can do like a free month and you'll get a free loot box and it's got a guaranteed huh. legendary item in it. Cool. Uh I ended up getting one of the nomad genji skins.
0: <laughs> I wonder if that golden loot box will be implemented in some other form then, or if that's just hmm. for stuff like that. Like Someone had a good idea online where like, oh, every time you like uh prestige or hit like a hundred and one or whatever, like it gives you a golden loop box well, or something. Cool. Like like something rewarding that way or, or something. That'd
2: like, be I cool because it um, feels so anticlimactic when you're like, Yes, I've hit level three hundred, let's open this box. Uh, three whites and a blue and they're all dupes. <laughs> uh Yeah. I'm very, very close to level four hundred now, so I need to stop playing Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm almost three hundred, so I'm I'm well behind you, uh, in level. Um, but um,
2: I just like at Overwatch. least you're not
0: at least you're not one of those people who are like level nine hundred or whatever, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, whatever the hell those people are doing.
2: I don't know. Um, like yeah. I'll get there eventually, I'm sure. But
0: that's so much Overwatch. That like
2: I, I don't understand how you've played enough Overwatch to be level sixteen hundred.
0: And, and how are, are you not burnt out? It, yeah. yeah, like, what the hell? Like it's <laughs> One holiday event, grinding that's enough to do me in for a week or two where I don't want to play oh it for God. a little bit. Not that I... Like, I'm like, okay, I'm... I'll, I'll take a little break. That's a, that's a good thing, you know? Like, I don't mind that. I like taking breaks and coming back, and I'm refreshed. Um... Yeah,
2: you're like, I'm going to take a break. Oh, there's an event next
0: week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but people who are, like, that high level, it's like, that's all you play. Like I mean, I guess it's the same way people play MOBAs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um... That's all they I Can't wait.
2: I can't wait for summer games to come back. Because there's one thing I need for junkrat, and it's that fucking tennis spray that he's got that I've not been able to get for an entire fucking year. I need it. And I need it and then I can have all of the junkrat things and I'll be really happy. It's it's been a struggle over the last year to not have that spray. The first thing I'm doing is I'm checking that I can buy old sprays and then I'm buying it.
0: I'm getting my tracks I'm getting my tracksuit tracer if it's the last thing I do. Oh, although
2: hopefully you'll have a better chance of it this year.
0: Although There's honestly, back then that was like my favorite Tracer skin. Now though I kinda of don't care.
2: I really like the anniversary skin for her.
0: Yeah, that's I love that skin. I like the way it changes her guns. Like it it's a nice skin. Uh splatoony. Mm. Um, I like it, so, and I can
1: finally
2: get fucking McCree with an American flag around him.
0: That's the one I want that because I like the way his gun looks with that skin. That's that's <laughs> my new goal for the Summer Games. Although I guess we'll see what they add new as well. Um,
2: yeah, they really didn't have like you could tell that was the first event they did. Yeah, they really didn't have like a bunch yeah. of stuff going on. Um, I. I want a new Junkrat skin, (laughs) to be
1: honest.
0: Yeah. uh, He only really got Junkenstein, right?
2: He got Junkenstein and then he got the Firework one from... uh, That's
0: right, that's right.
2: If there's anyone who needs a new Legendary skin now, it's Yeah, Honor and Sombra. Because Orisa somehow got one before both
1: of those did. Uh,
0: (laughs) But
2: yeah, I don't know. Overwatch, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch. Uh, Always. What, have you played the new map yet
0: once um and i had a really hard time attacking
2: it's a tough
0: map um i i don't want to i i'm not going to form an opinion on it just yet until i play like a lot on it and like like cuz everyone's new at it and you know i just i'm just not sure that i give a shit about that mode um like i hate Hanamura and i hate anubis I you saying not a
2: two two CP
0: fan. Yeah, I just I just I, whenever those I I tolerate them like and I win more on them attacking than I used to in the past, um especially on Hanamura. But like I just yeah, I don't know, I'm not a big fan. Payloads my favorite mode and always will be. I think um, Payload's a good mode. But uh, but yeah, kind of
2: like the hybrid maps.
0: Same same. I I just want I want to give it a fair shake before I decide on it because I I was excited for it's a just new so big it's yeah so big i was excited for a new two CP map because like oh maybe this will be the one that i like you know like i enjoy it you know, maybe it's not the mode so much as it is like i just don't like anubis and hanamura but uh so far bad first match that's probably it i said a shitty team i, was, I, I was... just hope yeah
2: the next map they do is australia I know what fuck Australia's happening. Ah. <laughs> like what's, what's going on in Australia with the junkers and stuff.
0: That'd be really cool.
2: I'm a big junk crap fan. I don't know if you can
0: tell. <laughs> is, there, is there... This is going to come off stupid. Yes, there is. I'm not going to ask the question. Um.
2: Well, no, I'm curious.
1: <laughs> n-
0: no. <laughs> I was going to ask if there are any maps in the United States, and yes, there are plenty. Um, it was a stupid question. Uh... Route 66? Is yeah, that the Holly- only one? Hollywood. Oh, Hollywood. Oh, yeah. um, is that it? Maybe there aren't plenty, but there are some. Where's I, Gibraltar? Some reason, I don't know where I... Gibraltar is. Gibraltar's <laughs> <Probably. laughs> <laughs> right down the street from Pittsburgh. Right, uh... geography,
2: not my strong point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd be down to see some Australia up in, uh, mm. up in the Overwatch.
2: Um, That's the dream for me, is a junk wrap. Up. Uh... Sweet. And Lucio Ball returning, obviously.
1: <laughs>
0: That's my Lucio impression. Um, <laughs> so what else have you been playing? Um, um, well, again, I, I know should the one. I start? Uh, I know the one.
2: Let's talk about Horizon, because I know you're really curious about what I think of Horizon. So, Kinross lent me his copy of Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a game that I've wanted to play for a super long time. And I don't know how many hours I've played of it. Probably about 20 at this point. Um, and I feel like it's a good game. I will say that. I think the archery is super fun, super on point. Makes me feel like a badass. Uh, But I feel in one way I was spoiled a little bit by Breath of the Wild.
0: <laughs> you guys are going to um, kill me. You guys are going to kill me dead over here.
2: I say this because <laughs> there's just so many times where I'm like, I could climb that <clears> wall. <throat> Why can't I climb that wall? It would yeah. make things so much easier and more convenient. And the amount of times that I'm like I'm doing the quest like it wants me to, I'm like high enough level for the quest, but it takes me through these like areas of just shit that I cannot defeat without being better. Um I did my first cauldron yesterday. Uh fucking Sucked at that. Had to turn the difficulty down because I just kept dying. Um. Um. And yeah, I was talking about side quests earlier. Where I was like, this one looks like a super quick side quest to do before bed, and now I'm on an epic adventure.
1: Yeah. To
2: help out the <laughs> slums of Meridian, so. I don't know how that happened. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the the side quests are are a little more larger in scope than um like oh I'm just going to do this quick and hand it in kind of deal.
2: Yeah, um, that's what I was kind of expect I don't, I don't know if I've just been conditioned because I've been playing a lot of JRPGs with like yeah. kind of puny side quests where you go and kind of pick up a thing and then you bring it back. I mean
0: it it depends on I think like what you like out of side quests. Um like if I'm that's... not saying the side quests are bad. I'm
2: just saying they're really fucking long. <laughs> yeah.
0: <coughs> um I can agree with that. Uh, I just like them that way, though, so I can't really um, agree on the uh, on the sentiment. Um, as it just much.
2: reminds me a little bit of like a Simpsons episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> go with me, go with me on this one. Um, it reminds me of a Simpsons episode where you'll start the episode and there'll be a topic, and then by the five minute mark. It's got fucking nothing to do with that
0: topic anymore and it's like on the actual story <laughs> gotcha gotcha um so I'm a fan of uh, of a like, side quest like that mostly because like for me when I'm like I don't want my side quest to like kind of just be like a checklist kind of thing or like oh I want to do this quick a hands it in for the quick buck or whatever mm-hmm. um like I'm okay with them being really long or like some of them are longer than others some of them are are pretty quick um I like, just okay wish
2: it'd give that. me like a this might take a little yeah. bit longer than you are anticipating, Marco, <laughs> yeah. or something.
0: Um, and I think actually, I think some of your complaints are actually very similar to Kinross. Um, so, in, in terms of like my response to some of them, um, they're, they're kind of the same responses I would give. I think the Kinross, like especially the, the Zelda one. Actually, I think Kinross and I talked about Horizon. I think you might have went away for a second because I think we were talking about he was talking about the climbing thing um, and how like <clears throat> like they're they're different games and and. I think, like, it's an awesome feature to be able to just climb whatever, but I also think it's kind of strange to just, like, I'm a human being, and I'm just going to latch my hand on the side of this rocky mountain (laughs) and just be able to climb it whenever I want. Granted, there is a stamina meter in Breath of the Wild, so, like, you you can't just, like, oh, I'm going to climb that huge peak.
2: It's not like a I wish I could climb this mountain thing. It's like, there's that ledge there. I should be able to climb that realistically.
1: Yeah. But I can't.
2: Like the invisible wall thing in all the video games that still annoys me. Yeah. Like, let me go further because I want to.
0: It is um, an interesting time though, like with Breath of the Wild and Horizon existing so close to one another. Um, like they came wh- out in the
2: same sort of time yeah, frame, didn't they? Like,
0: like two weeks apart or so, or something like that. Um,
2: um, I will say I do think they are very different games. Um, and the argument that like Breath of the Wild is better than Horizon, Horizon is better than Breath of the Wild, pointless don't bother oh uh, yeah,
1: yeah um
2: but i still have yet to get to the point in the story where i'm like super invested in what's going on um and i die a lot in this game i'm not very
1: good at
0: playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i will say this um the combat is tough it's one complaint even when kinross was having trouble with some of it where it's like i can understand that 100 percent because the way the game works is leveling up doesn't really kind of make you more powerful um, it's kind of just gives you access to being being able to like oh make my bags bigger or oh this is just kind of an indica- indicator for how many things I'll be able to have or whatever. Like all the enemies kind of maintain a consistent level of health, difficulty, move sets, all of that. Um, and you can kind of like equip I believe like a lot of things right off the bat, kind of. Hmm. Uh, so like certain combat encounters are kind of will kind of always be tough. Um, it's just a matter of leveling up um getting more equipment and like Mm -hmm. kind of getting more attuned with different strategies and how to take down certain machines um more easily with different gadgets like trip casters or rope casters or the slingshot or um, bolt casters like there's a lot of weird gadgets that um come into play that it's entirely up to the player to not even bother with them if they don't want to because like it gets to a point where you don't have to but just make something super easy i highly recommend um i don't know if kinross messed about with it a lot i don't think he did um the rope caster
1: okay um
0: that is a weapon that like three shots into the enemy and it bolts them to the ground where they can't move um and that is super op in that like any like if you're fighting a storm bird, which is like a big flying monster, oh no, you could, I've seen them. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could rope cast that to the ground after like three. It takes like three or four shots into it. There's a little meter that comes up when you shoot it in, and three or four shots into it, bolts it to the ground, which then makes it immobilized for that few seconds that it's in there, and you could like do some serious damage to it, and then. You can keep spamming it. As long as you can craft the ammo for it, you can keep spamming the rope caster, which makes it kind of OP, but it's super needed in certain fights where the monsters or the robots are just way too mobile and just dancing around way too much. Um, It helps a lot.
2: Well, the first thing I'm doing Um, after we finish this podcast is going to try and find one of those. (laughs) Um, It's
0: super good. It's super good.
2: Um, I think I'm not, like, I'm not down on the game. I'm not saying that I dislike it. I'm just saying it's like, little bits and pieces about it that i'm like super not sure about um the biggest killer for me at the minute is the fact that i'm not that invested in yeah the story which i'm hoping changes as i do more main quests and stuff because i've been ditzing around a lot so
0: i think it will um there's there's an arc that becomes how far are you in it i think that would be easier Um, easier i've just gotten
2: to meridian okay
0: yeah okay yeah there's a there's an arc that begins when it comes time to finding, and this isn't a spoiler or anything, it becomes the point of the game, like finding out what happened Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, and why the world is the way it is. Um, That's the arc where it starts really getting interesting and it doesn't take too much longer from where you're at, but the initial like, oh, I'm doing the proving or I'm doing this and I'm I'm like um, meeting these tribes and all that and this... Ass wiper, i don't forget his name but like the like the, these bits like that where it just kind of seems like a run-of-the-mill like oh you know open world factions hating each other tribes killing yeah. animals types of stuff it does hard pivot into um some really interesting sci-fi um at a certain point that Okay. Um, even one even one Kinross over. Which, which is uh feet. Which, <laughs> which is my barometer um for uh if Did the game Kinross story, like it, yes it must if, be good. <laughs> if 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 the if he's hating the game so much but the story has him continue, then I um that's like my okay. I I I'm I'm glad okay. to know that at least my assessment of the story was good. Um In general I, I could...
2: think like the the gameplay is just really refined and nice.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh and I'm enjoying it. But I I am concerned that I'm not going to be like on the same level of this is amazing as everyone yeah. else was when it first came out, which always concerns me because I feel like I'm being an anti hype on purpose just nah. to be like a bit the
0: hipster, but I, I mean it's fair. I mean it's I I don't like near automata. That's, <laughs> that's 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 going to come back
2: to episode thirty three, the <laughs> hipster cast.
0: <laughs> so I mean it's it's um it's totally fair, and I don't want to make it sound like when I say like oh side quests i i like them this way I'm saying like oh you know that like i think you I've only just like played shitty a lot side of, quests
2: i think yeah. i've just but played a lot of japanese games and their side quests lately where i'm just like oh you go and yeah. pick up five frogs and then take them to the lady
0: <laughs> easy like. yeah these ones are more in line with like the witcher and stuff like that where the side quests have these long winding stories that like oh wow yeah. i didn't expect it to, to do this and um, I, I it can just actually, concerns
2: me that I'm just going to spend so long doing side quests that I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, the main story. <laughs> I, can
0: actually, um, I can actually relate to, like, the oh, I just want to hand this in quick and go to bed to, uh, I was playing ESO last night, and I was like, oh, you know, I, I'm going to be turning this off when I'm going to watch The Leftovers, and, and um, some of the TV shows I'm behind on, I have people waiting on me. I just want to ha- finish one quest and, and get this in, because the quests in ESO aren't too long, but some of them can be. I'm like, okay, this going to a little ruin here and and find this guy's ancestors and leave it turned into like this 45 minute fucking thing where like if i (laughs) logged out it would take me back to the beginning because of the way the servers work i'm like okay i'm i this sucks like this is way too long and it it was a really good side quest i enjoyed it but like it was like this why why is it so long why am i like you would get to the end and then oh i found another secret passage and it's like you fucker like
1: (laughs) no no. i was done
0: (laughs) um so yeah i can totally understand that too especially when you know when you, if you're in the time frame of oh a side quest quick i'll finish this up really fast and then it takes you on it a, just
2: sounded like it was gonna be so fucking journey. short and then it was <laughs> i still haven't finished it. <laughs> it just keeps going
0: it's actually it's been a it's been a fun ride um going through all the like the, the last few games i've played and like seeing how they all handle side quests differently like going through near and final fantasy or Persona, which while they aren't necessarily labeled side quests, I think a lot, a lot of things you do with confidants and things like that can be considered side yeah. content, um, and like, and like mementos, and then like Yakuza, and seeing the way they handle it, where there's no quest log at all, and you're just kind of doing shit, and and there's no quest um... log, I'd die. It's been, uh yeah, there was no, yeah, there was no quest log in. But the thing with Yakuza is you're not accepting multiple quests. In that okay, game. I was going to say, um,
2: is it one of those things where once you're doing it, you're doing it? Or is it one yeah, of those things where you talk to a bunch of people and, then, like, rack up a bunch of stuff? No, yeah, the way this,
0: that's why I think Yakuza is my favorite, one of my favorite games ever, is the way they handle side quests. It speaks to a Billy Conway in that I cannot stand like filling my quest log with shit it just it just starts to really get on my nerves Mm. and yakuza is like you have you pause it and you have like your main quest that's your objective there and then side quests like happen organically like you're walking down the street and you'll stumble into a conversation or you'll overhear someone crying or this or that and then you have the option to either do that side quest right then and there or pin it for later and then that's kind of like the only one you could pin. So like you like it's always in the moment, kind of with the side quests. So okay, um, I like that. That's yeah, nice. it's a really good system. It makes it feel like you're like just kind of doing things instead of like oh, let me go down my list here, blah 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 blah, and do that that that. Um, it's 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 a really nice system.
2: I don't know um, why I'm complaining about the side quests so much because I've literally come off the back of Zelda Breath of the Wild, where I think the, most of the side quests in that game are absolute garbage. Like.
0: <laughs> I... I, I think it like it's 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 interesting too to to look at it 'cause like like frame of mind when you're either it that goes for anything. Like even watching the Sony press conference for me, my frame of mind initially was like, This is so hype, but you know, I sit there and I you know you analyze about it, it <laughs> at the end and it's like, ah, eh, it wasn't that good. Um like when you're like depending on how you're feeling, like it might even be the the case with near automata where, I, where as I'm playing it I'm like, I'm just hating this. Like I'm not liking it, but like maybe I'll go back to it and like think about it and go, you know what, this wasn't that bad. I got like it, it it's weird like and same with xenoblade like that's why i want to revisit <laughs> xenoblade is because i think i i don't think i will hate that game it's just something about it while playing it it's like maybe it wasn't the game i was devoting my attention to 100 percent at the time whereas like i would turn it on and like just not be in the mood to sit down for six hours and learn it and all that what um, i would
2: recommend with side quests and xenoblade is that you just pick up as many as you can ignore the quest log and then just do them naturally, because a lot of gotcha. them are like, go and kill four of these things, yeah. and you'll do it while you're, like, grinded to level up anyway, so. Gotcha. It'll just be, like, a little bit of extra yeah, experience. Yeah,
0: I, I, I think the way I was approaching that game was kind of a mistake, um, and, I mean, it's it's mostly my fault for how I approach a lot of games with, like, like I, I have to do them, and... I feel like I need to at some point abandon that mentality like that. Like I need I'm, to do these. Like I'm going to see if I can find
2: these. a picture of to, as to why you do not need to do it instead <laughs> of like Chronicles.
0: Is there a uh, lot? Is that I'm gonna the, find uh... the
2: affinity chart in Xenoblade?
0: Um, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts on it as you get further in the story. Cause <clears> I think, um, there's a lot of really neat stuff in there and, uh, I, I, that I hope none of it was spoiled. I don't think it. I don't think it would happen. No, no, no. For you, yeah. Um, um like stuff that b- kind of blew my mind a little bit. Um, good, I'm looking forward good, to it because I good, really do right. want to be
2: won over. by it. I mm-hmm. don't want to like hate it on purpose or whatever. But just as a quick aside, um, this is a picture of the affinity chart from Xenoblade Chronicles, um, <laughs> and these are all the relationships that you have to build up over side quests if you want to 100% the game, uh, which you don't want to do.
0: Holy shit! (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. Wow. So this is all done through doing the side quests, huh? Yeah. Uh... So
2: with the side quests, you can only pick up certain ones depending on how how big your affinity is with certain factions in the game, and then you build up this affinity chart with all the different NPCs. Wow. As it goes (laughs) on.
0: Well, that's comforting that, you know, uh...
2: So you really but... don't need to do it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Wow. Um, that's hardcore. That is... <laughs> yeah. So cool. What, um, you been playing anything else? Um, uh, I've been
2: playing Fire Emblem Echoes.
1: Oh, nice, 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 nice.
2: Um, I was hoping Kenros would be here so I could talk about it, but I guess I'll listen to this anyway. Um, we'll find out. <laughs> uh... So, Fire Emblem Echoes is, like, I don't think I was particularly particularly looking forward to it because I had severe Fire Emblem burnout when they released three full games in the same week uh, with Fire Emblem Fates. Because those are, like, fully-fledged games. They're not, like, bits of DLC. They're, They're full Fire Emblem games, like, at least 30 hours long each and that's too much fire emblem in my opinion i love fire emblem three games in the same week is a bit excessive so i wasn't really looking forward to fire emblem echoes especially since i'd had such a bad time with fire emblem heroes as well um and then i got it thought i'll try a bit i think it's so good <laughs> i just think the game's really fun
1: nice. um
2: like It doesn't have a lot of features that you'd expect from Mm -hmm. modern Fire Emblem games because it's a remake of the second one I believe. Um, It's a remake of Fire Emblem Gaiden which didn't have like marriage where you could choose who got married. Um, I think there are relationships that develop in the game uh, but you don't get to choose who they're between particularly. Uh, There's no children. uh, There's no player avatar. Like, There's a lot of things that are in Fire Emblem games now, that are not in this game, and it's kind of okay, Uh, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it because I thought it's not gonna have all these features that I'm used to, and I don't know how I'm gonna feel about that. As it turns out, it's pretty good, although (sighs) I will say there's a couple of features in the game that are really really strangely archaic to me. For example, you've played a bit of Awakening, haven't you? Yeah. Yep. Um so you know when you've moved all your units it will automatically end your turn. Yeah. It doesn't do that in Echoes. You have to manually end the turn every time you've oh. moved everyone, which confuses the fuck out of me still even 20 hours into the game because I'm like there's a unit somewhere that I've not moved and I don't know where they are, so I need to find them. Um and I've moved everyone, so there's like no one I need to move. I don't know. Uh, the dungeons are surprisingly okay, because I kind of thought adding dungeon crawling into Fire Emblem was a bit stupid, because that's not what you'd expect from a Fire Emblem game, I guess. It's kind of alright. <coughs> it's like...
0: So is it set up like any other RPG where then, like, the battles are just turn-based, or... Uh... Or, or like, like, strategy-based, rather? Yeah, I mean. it's just, like... like,
2: all the battles are strategy-based, like, even the random encounters in the dungeons. Uh-huh. Uh, which is really peculiar, I think.
0: Interesting.
2: Uh,
0: is it fun? Is the dungeon crawling fun?
2: The dungeon like... crawling's fun, but I think... I kind of want to see it come back in another game where they've refined it a bit, mm. because it is just a bit... Mm. unpolished. Like, the amount of times that I've tried to like do a U-turn, you can't just turn around, you have to do like a whole wide so thing if you're sprinting
0: and... was that present in the original like the I the... don't
2: know, to be honest. Um should we have a look? Uh there are yeah. dungeons in Fire Emblem Guidance. It's an
0: int- it's an interesting thing to just kind of bring into the game um like out of nowhere in a remake of uh I think it's cool. Um but if it was in the original game it makes more sense that it's Oh it's no
2: there are dungeons in Fire Emblem Gaiden. Oh.
0: Cool. So uh, it was legitimately a piece of the old game. Interesting.
2: Okay. I just thought that was like a random thing that they'd...
0: Let you add dungeons. Uh, they don't sound like that at Intelligent Systems, but... Um... Uh,
2: there's not very many of them, though. There's quite a few more in the Echoes version. Um, In terms of like the story, uh, it's kind of interesting because you have... I'm sure you've seen the characters around on um, the like green haired dude and then you have Selica who's the red haired girl. Yeah. Um, and I thought they would just be sort of like the leaders of your group of people, but as it turns out, they're both leaders of two entirely separate groups of people that are doing two entirely separate story things. Uh, and they're on like their own sections of the map and they don't really interact with each other. And it's just really interesting because I thought, you know, they would be a thing Together rather than apart. Mm-hmm. Because they're like selling the whole game on, we used to be friends when we were little and now we're apart, and that's sad. <laughs> uh, and I thought there would be, I don't know, more of a drive for the reunion, but that's not really a thing that's happening. I suppose. That's a
0: bummer. I-, I could kind of get that feeling because of- in Mass Effect Andromeda where it's like, oh, the brother and sister are going to be if you pick a male you'll still get to interact with the sister if you pick the female you'll get to interact with the brother and i'm 40 hours in the game and my sibling is still in a coma so, <laughs> I, so so it's like oh they built that up and you know like i thought it would be more it'd be cool to like become friends with your sister on the on the ship instead of just these fucking aliens and the entire game she's in a fucking coma so <laughs> <laughs> gg but um, but cool. I I like the treatment that Fire Emblem has gotten thanks to Awakening's Success. Like, it's on the 3DS. strange
2: considering that was supposed to be like the last mm-hmm. game because it was failing that badly, and they announced yep. a mobile game, a remake of the second Fire Emblem game, a crossover with the Warriors franchise, and a new main series yeah. game. Like
0: it's that's a lot of Fire Emblem. It's awesome. It's really it's, cool to. Uh, to see that's become one of their flagship franchises now like i love that risk, yeah like it's it's great really great um i'm excited to see what the switch game is going to be um if they added uh, in dungeon
2: crawling i would not be mad just make it a little bit better mm-hmm. um i don't know what i want to see in the new Fire Emblem game i've got to be honest because a lot of people have been debating whether they want marriage and children in it again <laughs> But the thing that they did with Fire Emblem Fate is they had marriage in it, which everyone was kind of okay with. Um, and then they had children in it. But there's a story reason why there's children in Awakening. Mm. There's no story reason in Fate. So what <laughs> <laughs> instead they did was they said that um, when two people got married and like the woman got pregnant, uh she would have the baby, and then they would put the baby into a pocket dimension where time went super super fast, so they aged faster. Um and then they would go and fetch them out of these pocket dimensions when what? when they were older. So what they've done essentially is made it so these pocket dimensions could it could entirely exist in the new Fire Emblem. Um <laughs>
0: That's some of the most bonkers shit I ever heard and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Did they do it for the sole reason of making them soldiers? Like...
2: Yeah, they just wanted playable children characters, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of another reason that they would have done it. That's so
0: ridiculous.
2: It's... It's dumb. And Um, I really uh, don't like the fact that they did it. But uh, the children uh, characters uh, in Fire Emblem uh, Fates are so good that I can't be too mad about it.
0: It's... It's weird like if like, i have uh, to
2: ever use the word pocket
0: dimension to explain
2: <laughs> something to someone <laughs> i feel like i've gone wrong
0: it's like a second womb like yeah the baby's born and then they go into a pocket dimension womb where they're bo- like
2: i don't know who looks again. after them because in these pocket dimensions <laughs> they just live out normal lives <laughs> like they they don't like go and go to sleep oh for five God. years they oh, live yeah. like in houses in pocket dimensions it's super weird i don't uh, get
0: when, it when you said pocket dimension i thought they just threw them in this void and <laughs> like like a like those toys you stick in a cup of water that grow like really fast.
1: i thought it was like
0: that or like oh throw the baby in the pocket dimension and then they cook for a little bit and it comes <laughs> out an adult
2: No, I don't know who else is in the pocket dimension, but (laughs) someone's looking after him.
1: (laughs) Oh my god.
2: So, children could be a thing through pocket dimensions, is what I'm trying to say. Um, Bring
0: it on, put it in the Switch version. Make it all about that pocket dimension. Let's see what goes on in there. Like a (laughs) spin-off.
2: Not okay. Um, I do hope there's marriage in it, though, because I I do get a kick out of the marriage thing. I know a lot of people are like, ooh, it's waifu emblem, but it's like a feature in a game yeah, that was written I mean, like a really well received feature, so they should to do it. You don't have to
0: do it, right? You don't have to marry, right? If you don't no. want to do it. Like nope. so there was only one
2: character that's ever needed to be married and he automatically yeah. gets married if you don't pick someone for him, so gets married to the worst option, mind you, but I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Cool. Emblem. I remember, have I been playing anything else? I played like an hour of Final Fantasy Type Zero HD. I, Do you like it? I really don't understand. <laughs> 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 like the way that the story is told in that game is really dull. A um, chocobo dies within the first half an hour, so that sort of like set the mood. I was like, oh, good. Um, and. Damn. Jark. then then I'm like playing the game and I'm playing this character called Ace I think, who his weapon is throwing playing cards at people and I
0: super don't understand what's going Gambit. on
2: Gambit! I don't get it!
0: x man <laughs> What the heck?
2: I don't get it
0: Is it fun? Is it like I don't know!
2: <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know I got it because it was cheap and it, it was like a new copy of it and it, it yeah. comes with the uh, Final Fantasy XV episode Dusk A demo
0: Oh yeah, I've you just still been like, that.
2: Yeah. yeah, I've just been like curious to try it, to see how different it is to the final game. So I was like, I, I guess I'll buy it.
0: I played that demo and it actually sold I was actually got me really hyped for the game. Like I was my first like kind of exposure to it, like Final Fantasy 15 and like other stuff. Like well, not totally, but like from the trailers and everything, but mm. um like playing that demo for the first time, I'm like, man, this is fun. I like this combat. I'm in. Um
2: I found Final Fantasy 15 by fucking accident because I went to EGX and uh it was Andy's birthday, I think. And we were like, you can pick whatever game you want to play and we'll queue up for it. And he was like, I want to play Final Fantasy 15." And that was how I first came to know if Final Fantasy 15 is anything more That's than just That's the beginning.
0: Title. That's the beginning of Final Fantasy. I bet he
2: fucking regrets it now because I don't <laughs> shut up about it. And it's been seven months since I finished the game. <sighs> so, my voice is going. I'm sorry. <clears <That's>
0: <clears <fine. throat> We've been out in a while. We've been out of yeah. a while here.
2: Um, uh. Yeah, so I'm playing Final Fantasy Type Zero HD because I was just curious about whether I like Final Fantasy games or if I like one particular Final Fantasy, well, two, I guess, because I like Final Fantasy 14. Um, hey, I just wanted to see if it was a one-one off thing, and I thought, well, the cheap one that comes with the demo for the game that I actually like, that's set in the same universe, is it probably a good place to start? And I don't know Yeah.
0: Maybe a was... like uh like a more traditional one. I was watching
2: uh... some Final Fantasy 13 um stuff earlier. Like Alan was sending me videos because he's a massive Final Fantasy fan and he's just started playing 15. Well, he's finished 15 now, but um and he was sending me this video like comparing it to the Adamantor fight. And it looks like the most fucking complicated game that's ever existed and I don't understand anything that would happen in the video <laughs> at all. I don't get it. I don't like it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, I'll still try out Final Fantasy 7 Remake in uh, yeah, five years' time when it comes out. Yeah,
0: when we're all 40 years old.
2: <laughs> yeah. When, uh, whenever that happens.
0: I'll buy it for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever the hell it comes out. This was
2: announced when I was 23. <laughs> Here you go, Sonny. Here's Final Fantasy
0: 7 Remake. <laughs> um, Get the right. shit out of my face, Grandpa. I'm like, well, it's a good game. It's about <laughs> Cloud Stray. It's a great game for the kids. <laughs> oh, Fuck off, Grandpa. Like this, it's I'm cold. all about virtual reality now, Grandpa. Oh, God. I don't know why my grandson sounds like that. I hope he doesn't sound like that. Future <laughs>
2: grandson of <the> Bill. <laughs> don't do that.
0: <laughs> hey, fuck you, grandpa, I don't want your game. Um But yeah. Maybe it'll click. Maybe it'll click for you, like, you know, ten hours in. Um
2: Yeah, maybe. Um like that's the thing with JRPGs is I'm always really mm-hmm. intimidated when I first go into them because they always have these like super complex Yeah battle systems that are totally unique to that game and like you really got to learn it and if you don't learn it you're going to be at a severe disadvantage and i always find it like with jrpgs in particular i find it really intimidating going into it and i'm convinced that i'm not going to like it but we'll see i think that's why i like final fantasy 15 so much because it was a final fantasy game that wasn't like super complex and you didn't need to know a
0: bunch of stuff beforehand they did a good job, um, easing the people into it and I think that message at the beginning was like the indicator like yeah, every Final time Fantasy, I boot up um, newcomers. Final
2: Fantasy, Fantasy for newcomers and old fans too. Look at it, look at your it, sound it's it's for you.
0: For grandpa and a newcomer.
2: My <laughs> okay. Your grandson's an asshole. Is
0: that, is, I have a tr- troubled JRPG relationship with my grandson. <laughs>
2: Well, there you go. That's a new character for a uh, YouTube
1: series.
0: For, uh, yeah, there we go. Oh, man. Yeah. Practicing my uh with withering old man <laughs> voice in case I ever need to DM an old man <laughs> voice in D and D.
2: It'll happen. That's the other thing I've been um, doing is I've been watching a ton of people play D and D. That's when my time's gone.
0: It's fun. It's
2: fun to watch.
0: So D and D is fantastic. Yeah, it's. I'm excited for you to get to play it. With yeah. us. Oh, and I guess that's somewhat of a of a thing. I just said on the air. Whoops. Um that'll be happening. Um
2: go and play D and D I don't want to play Yeah,
1: back. I don't
0: want to do any official uh official details yet though on any um D and D related videos. Uh so people aren't too hyped. Um all two of you guys out we appreciate there appreciate you. Get too hyped. Pat. Um and Kat, if you
2: lived in a reasonable time zone, uh, <laughs> we'd totally invite like you to play d d with us. <laughs> That'd
0: be great. Um, um,
2: but yeah, I've bought my player's handbook, and I'm learning things about spells and classes and animals that I can tame if I choose a certain class. It's
0: great. I'm excited to DM for you guys. I'm currently In my current campaign, I'm well, I'm playing in it, the one I'm playing in now, I... Uh, um, it takes place in the EverQuest universe that my cousin's doing, the one where I killed that yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, but those those characters' arcs are over and we're going to a new continent called Kunark, which is where the lizard people, the Ixar, live. And my cousin who's playing with me, um, my other cousin who's playing with me, doesn't know who I'm playing yet and I'm going to be playing for the first time um, like an evil character. I'm going to be playing one of the lizard people who live there and they're going to have to um, be thrust into a party for one reason or another i haven't been given the full details but um that's gonna be fun because every character i role play i end up role playing like i end up doing this goofy ass stuff and not like derailing goofy ass stuff but like I, they always end up just being oh this is bill like as his character instead of like oh these are my three different characters that have rp and they're all distinctly different they all end up towards the end of the campaign just what would bill do in this situation? Opposed to what would Nimuso or Festerman do, whereas Kazid <laughs> Did you call one guy... <laughs> yeah, oh of your characters
2: Festerman?
1: Yeah. Of course. Yes.
0: Um, and he has bl- and he has blonde hair and a black mustache. <laughs> um, so uh, it'll be fun to play this character named Kazid, who is um, like witnessing all of these humans and gnomes and halflings enter the land of Kunark against their will. They're kind of like encroaching, kind of like Christopher Columbus type situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be fun to RP that, so I'm really excited about that. D and D is a a thing to get super excited about if you are super passionate about a character you're RPing or a campaign you're DMing. Or it's I love it. It's my favorite game I think ever. I am point. super
2: excited to accidentally met a game and apologize profusely for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it it happens. It happens. Um, and and it's normal. I mean, like I think, like in terms of especially your first time playing. Um. Uh like when we play at my one friend's house we don't RP as much um just cuz I think a lot of people in that group aren't as comfortable with it as some of the people in my family mm-hmm. are um like some, the people I play with at my cousins we like it's there's barely any moments where we're out of character which is kind of fun um whereas the other group I play with I'd say it's about 70/30 in favor of being out of character mm-hmm. um,
2: Okay. which I kind of thought like a which, lot uh, of D&D was supposed to be, like, getting into the role playing stuff, but I guess it's however you want to play it, really. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it depends. It depends how the group's... Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you're playing the... I mean, if you're watching a show, like, on YouTube, they're going to be in character all the time. Dude, you need like, to watch
2: Critical Role. It's so playing good. playing the show, it's yeah. It's so fucking good. You need to watch it. I'm telling you.
0: I, I do. I have to put it on the background. There's so much. But I, I I can't look at that as I need to catch up as much as it is like, oh, there's just a lot of great content to watch. And that's the mindset that like I need to take. Because when I think of stuff like One Piece, it's like, oh, I'm never going to be caught up. It's like, so what? Like, so what if I'm never caught up? Well, like, it sucks. Maybe I won't be able to join the conversation. The, but good the like, news is I
2: they are going to be wrapping up their current campaign
0: soonish oh, When they get to level cool. 20,
2: I think they're wrapping it up. I don't know what level they are on now, but...
0: Are they doing new characters? They're doing new then? characters, yeah. Um, oh, very cool. Okay, that's perfect. So that's that perfect. might
2: be you're in. I'm already forty episodes in, so I'm committed at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I think they're gonna get a lot. I mean, they're they're already extremely popular, but I think doing that will be huge for new viewership as well. Like, like oh, they're starting new characters. I'm hopping in. Like that's when
2: it, whenever it happens. If cool. I hear about it, if it happens before I actually catch up.
0: I'll let you know <laughs> Sweet Awesome because
2: it's so good Go and watch Critical Role Permadeath people But do it After you've clicked Like On the on the, on the bar <laughs> 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 I don't know
1: Yes This has
2: been a long podcast For just us. the two of us
0: Yeah Yeah I was saying earlier We were very starting oh, I'm one last person Maybe it'll, it'll be a lot Maybe. shorter But it's about in yeah. tune I think we just talk a lot No matter who's on Well we had E3 to goes. talk
2: about To be fair
0: Yeah level. Yeah for, um for sure,
2: hopefully next sure. time Ken um, Ross will be back. Uh because his yeah. internet just didn't want to play
0: nice. He's currently playing Yakuza Zero, um, as evidenced by the message in the Discord chat that um oh he spelled uh Goromajima's name wrong. Um that's why I thought he was talking about Persona five. Oh um, <laughs> but uh but uh so I can't wait to hear that. Talk about Yakuza. Anytime I'm talking about Yakuza is a good time to talk about Yakuza. I'm sure I will talk uh, more about Yakuza. Horizon
2: next time as well as Yeah,
0: I look, I look forward
2: to seeing Type 0, HD, and probably Overwatch, and probably a little bit more fire Emblem Echoes,
0: Because
2: <laughs> I don't play so been different.
0: Probably. What have you guys been playing in the comments? I know I don't ever ask you guys that, I don't think, but if uh, you'd like to share, put it in the comments down below. I, I visit the comments frequently. Um... Just to see if anyone's popping in, uh, you can also tweet us at Perma Podcast. You could tweet me at Pepperdham, Abby. Where are you on Twitter? It's at
2: Bizarre Jelly Five.
0: All those links are hello. down below. Um, I'm. I was about to say you can find us on Facebook, but that's the wrong show. No, um, we do have a Facebook
2: page. It's just we don't oh. use it.
0: Um, Every so often, I I'll get a
2: notification that's like. <laughs> You've had two new views on the permanent <laughs> Facebook page. And I'm like, Who are oh. you? <laughs> uh, this is something we've plugged in at least two years, uh. so.
0: Uh, also, let us know what you thought of E3. Uh, what games are you looking forward to? Were there any disappointments? Were there any games that you were looking forward to maybe seeing announced that didn't work <coughs> oh, when you think about, yeah, the dream is dead? <laughs> um, maybe not, though. I don't know. I know the Bloodborne dream is dead. That'll probably be a PSX, probably. Hopefully. Um, I'll
2: be praying um, for you um, when they... it happens.
0: Give me Bloodborne 2. How excited are you guys for Bloodborne 2? Um, <laughs> as a, yeah, let us know. Just comment on everything. Glad I'm glad you listened this far if you're still listening. I don't know uh, why you've listened a, this far.
2: It's been really long.
0: Have a wonderful day, night, evening, morning. Pocket dimension. See you in the history. Bye. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Tfir, 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 tfir.